Yo, what's up everybody? Welcome back to the Get Down. This is Beats, Season 3, Episode 14. We are getting towards the end of the year. Um, by the time this drops, I very well might be interstate. Heading down to my daughter's wedding and then zipping straight over to my best mate's wedding. So congratulations, Dev. Uh, Devious Dev from Adroid Effusive is getting married. The man they said couldn't be locked down. He's going to be locked down. Shirt on and everything. For people who know, fuck, Dev wears shirts these days. How preposterous is that noise? Fuck. And congratulations to my little princess, Brookie. All grown up and about to get married. Uh, it's going to be a pleasure to walk you down the aisle and give you away. Uh, it's going to be an emotional day. And... Um, I'm really looking forward to it. I can't wait to get down there and see you, sweetheart. So I love you and congratulations. Can't wait, can't wait. Also, I want to thank Ronnie for coming on last week. It seems like just yesterday I was in the, in the studio with Ronnie, but that lucky bastard is now down in fucking Melbourne in a corporate box at the fucking grand final and he didn't even invite me. Jesus Christ. Don't know where that friendship's gone, but... Have fun, Ronnie, and thanks for coming on, mate. I love your story. I love your journey. I uh, love the help you provide me, and um, can see your friendship growing there, mate. Hanji, Hanji. Okay, so this week on The Get Down, we are flipping it over to the health and well-being, I guess you could call it. Uh, I've got a guest coming on that I met at a gym that I train at. So I'm training, as you probably would have heard, I'm going to Machu Picchu next year to... Walk the Inca Trail to get there. I'm gonna. Um, you'll hear a lot more about it, so I won't say too much now. <laughs> but um, I um, wanted to get used to the altitude before I got there, so I've been training at a place called Air Locker, uh, doing some altitude training where the the room is emulated to be 3,000 meters above sea level. So I've been smashing the gym there, feeling really fit, and that's where I met tonight's guest. So. Uh, just from his demeanour in the gym, he's quite a funny bugger, comes up the way he motivates, it's quite funny, and struck up a bit of a conversation with him, started stalking him on Instagram, and saw that he's got some really fucking amazing shit going on, which is what we'll talk about today, tonight, whenever you're listening. Uh, I'll apologise in advance for the fuckheads that are outside the studio, they're doing some renovations, and they're uh, being noisy as fuck. I just went to the window and uh, told them I was recording, and they just gave me the finger, so they're not too concerned about this. Um, but, you know, it is what it is. Okay, so, I won't say any more. What I'll do is uh, I'll just introduce tonight's guest, and tonight's guest is Chris Walker. Chris, welcome to The Get Down, brother. Thanks for coming on. Mate, thanks so much for having me. A real pleasure being on with you. <laughs> what did you do this morning? <laughs> what haven't I done this morning? <laughs> done a few things, hey. Yeah. Tried to kill you, um, <laughs> bit of coaching, a lot of calls, and here we are today. Yeah. Do you do... Oh, so you didn't train this morning, so you got a bit of an injury, yeah? Yeah, yeah. So I had surgery on Monday, um, hernia surgery, and now I'm just limping around like a, a, a very... feel like a very old 29-year-old struggling... <laughs> Um, but it's quite interesting, hey, like even like just walking around with it after hernia surgery, it's not that bad, it's keyhole surgery, but a lot of people are like, why don't you just rest? And it's like, yeah. well, 
because I've got things to do. <laughs> what does rest mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like that balance, right? I guess everyone's got their own little what is rest to them. Mm. So, <clears throat> what I said in the intro is how I met you. So we'll, be, we'll give them a tiny plug just because it's a nice place. So I met Chris uh, at a gym. He works at a gym that I train at, and it is uh, an altitude. Yeah. Uh, what do they call so it? It's a um, um, air locker. Emulation. Yeah, so they've got like simulated altitude training that allows you to train at about 3,000 to 4,000 metres above sea level. Great. So it in, uh, induces a hypoxic state, which allows you to create more blood, red blood cells, which helps with recovery, muscle building, and working on your cardio capacity. That's why you're so jacked now. <laughs> <laughs> and you can feel every fucking second of it. <laughs> So what it does for me, like the first time I went there, I was like, I I should be, you know, I I expected to put a mask on. Yeah. You know, I expected to have guts being pumped into me or... or, um, Some Bane type stuff out of Batman. (laughs) Or just to reduce my accessibility to oxygen, Mm. like you know, like working the diaphragm more so than getting the air in the room. Yeah. So when I went in there the first time, I was like, oh, this is pretty chill. And then... I was like, yeah, I got this, I got this, and blasted it, and then we hit the cardio, and then the brakes came on, man. I was like, like trying to get it in, but I reckon I'm slowly getting used to it. But it's it's a fucking completely different thing. Like, I, was, I tell people out of the gym, trying to recruit. Mm. Yeah, love it. Yeah. Um, like, on a back and bicep day, yeah. I might do, you know, three sets of 10, three times, so there's 90 arm curls, 90 bicep curls. We get like 24 in there and we're fucked, eh? 100%. Yeah. It, it's so interesting though because like it all just comes down to your breathing. Mm. You know, like you, you get, once people learn to breathe in through your nose as well, you get like 20% more oxygen yeah. into your lungs versus mouth breathing because mouth breathing doesn't even actually usually go into the lungs. So it's allowing people to actually learn how to breathe properly so that they, one, don't, um, you know, have a risk of like hyperventilating yeah. <laughs> um, or passing out or and two allows them to breathe properly so they can actually reap the benefits of actually breathing into their diaphragm and that allows them to transport all their nutrients around the body um, but also in the altitude allows people to you know find a pace that works for them too because you can only work at 70 percent in the altitude yeah it's crazy yeah yeah it's, it's a game changer <laughs> <laughs> so in, if you've got one in your city, at least go down and have a try so you know what the fuck we're talking about. Um, this is not paid for. It's airlocker, it's called. <laughs> this is not sponsored. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so what I do with guests, mate, is try and get a bit of background before we go into where you are today. I've heard a little bit of your story because you've got your own podcast, which we'll plug at the end. It's about me for now. Yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> um, so can you tell us a little bit about your childhood and what it was like for you growing up? You don't have to go back primary school years mm. but where you think you know it started to become when you started to become aware of you know basically yep. ep- episode one yeah, yeah okay <laughs> no stress um the way i kind of project this story because everything kind of flows on from like where i started my journey and everything started from when i was born and when i was born my dad left me when i was born my mum has spina bifida so she's never been able to walk um so obviously having things like that you know that that's a that's a prime challenge when you're growing up. Mm. Um, feeling a sense of isolation, alone, never feeling like you belong anywhere, not having a tribal connection, and feeling different. Yeah. 
So that was a big difference for me starting my journey in life. So a bit of a punch in the face, but a great opportunity. And I always say, like, never obstacles, only opportunities. And, you know, what happened was, like, throughout my journey, I had friends die. Um, I had a friend die from a drug overdose, a friend die from suicide. I knew plenty of people in my hometown who passed away from suicide in uh, Orange in New South Wales. So it's like it's quite quite big down that way and that comes down to the mentality as well that was embedded on on me in Orange is like, you know, drink a cup of concrete, get over it, no one cares about you, like your emotions, like why what's anxiety, what's depression, mm. what like what are all these mental things that you may be going through? Like mm. they're not even real. Like that's that's yeah. kinda like get a degree, get a degree, yeah. um, get a trade. Or pick oranges. Yeah, pick oranges. <laughs> kind of kind of go along those three lines. And what, whatever you do, if you don't do those three, let's say, you don't fit in. Yeah. So for someone like me who always knew I never belonged in Orange and always felt like there was something more to see in life and always wanted to leave, mm. um, I never felt at home. So kind of going along my journey, I was super lucky where I had a partner at the time and I found myself after friends passing away and drug overdoses and um, embedding myself in alcoholism and taking drugs and hanging around the wrong people that found myself with a criminal record. Um, what for? What were you charged with? No, like, it's very minor compared to some things, but just, like, drink driving at 16, um, severely drunk under um, on my learners and just, oh, like, Jesus. driving around, picking people up, going parties and yeah. just hanging around people who would smash cars and get into mm. fights and just, obviously, no guidance in my life. Mm. Um, Did you have a stepfather at all come in? I had a... Yeah, mum definitely had a, uh, a partner at a time, but I kind of head clashed with him a lot. Yeah, yeah. You know, I didn't <laughs> respect him. I didn't really think that he was the right person to be with my mom and mm. you know that comes out of a lot of different things jealousy mm. um i'm no longer the highlight lighted mm. person in my mom's life um but also that that lack of feeling like i belong somewhere yeah. there at home too yeah. um but so much respect to the man and you know whatever but he was never really didn't, fit. didn't really fit mm. per se mm. so you know you got things like that as well and it, it's cool because, like, when I think about where I was, you know, I went from someone who had severe alcohol problems, a functioning alcoholic per se, I'd get drunk, go to work, get drunk, go to work, get drunk, go to work every day. Um, and it'd just be something that, like, I focused on. And I was like, oh, well, this is allowing me to hide away from expressing myself. I never told anyone I loved them. I never hugged people. It made me feel uncomfortable. Yeah. Couldn't have open communications because it just felt it was it was a – a girly thing to do yeah. wasn't a manly thing to do yeah. um and you know throughout the journey it came to like 2014 and i had a conversation with my ex-partner and she's like oh i think you've got like some problems like you know i think that you might have be anxious or depressed or blah 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 and um so i was like yeah whatever um Anyway, did a little mental health check and severely anxious severely depressed a mm-hmm. um, little bit suicidal and so i, I was like you know I'll go see a psychologist. I'll go see a psychologist and this will be the journey. This was 20, yeah, 20. Yeah, that's, that's pretty pretty uh, smart of you to think at 20 I need to go and see someone. Yeah, I think it was just at the point in my life where I was like, well, what's the worst that can happen? Yeah. <laughs> I already think I'm crazy, so it's fine. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that, that was kind of like the first 
big journey for me starting towards working on my mental health mm. and actually looking to find some kind of purpose in my life because prior to that I was like no purpose, didn't really know what I wanted to do, didn't really have any guidance. So I was been just, taking drugs as well. Yeah, yeah, so I was taking drugs yeah. um, on weekends and yeah. just hanging around people, going to Sydney, yeah. just doing like, you know, I remember there was one night where um, I was out at a club and I took 12 pills in a night. And I was like, you know, and it wasn't even like for partying or fun. It was just like, I'll just do it because I don't even care what happens. You know what I mean? That's horrible. Like, that's a horrible way to be. And, you know, if you've ever been in that scene, it's kind of just like, oh, I'll do it. Yeah, you're mad kind of thing. Like, heaps good. Like, you get all these props off people and you're like, and it's it's, um, that gratification and validation again from other people. It's why we do it, especially in Orange to drink. It's like, Oh, let's go drink, have beers with boys on the weekend. Mm. And it's like... He can hold his drink. Yeah. Well. Yeah, he can drink heaps. He can dro- drink for 12 hours. Yeah, great. You just spent all your money on fucking <laughs> alcohol and you've either spew- spewed it up or you've pissed it out. And, you know, you've also made a, a fool of yourself. Yeah. But, you know, these are the lessons you learn as you go, yeah. especially when it comes to self, self-respect and pride and actually wanting something out of life. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, essentially saw a psychologist, started hanging around better people, started training, eating well, reading books, and that kind of brought me to 2015 where I decided I was going to move to London and like that. That escalated quickly. Yeah. <laughs> realised that, you know, I've, I've for once in my life, uh, probably about six months later, I realised first time in my life I had purpose and I realised that the world isn't as dark or gloomy and realistically we create everything we want in life. England's dark and gloomy. It is a dark <laughs> and gloomy place, but, you know, maybe that was, that's why I went there. It's familiar. Um, but, you know, as soon as I went to London and I made that decision that I was going to go over there with or without friends, mm. was the best experience of my life. So you went by yourself? Yeah. Left the girlfriend? Yep. Uh, so, yeah, we broke up and then yeah. that's what triggered the the idea to buy a ticket one way to London to move. I was like, you know, I've tried moving in the past, mm. so I'll just do it. Mm. I'll just buy the ticket and see what happens. Worst case, come back six months, three months later, and it ended up being two years. And two years. the i the idea of um, you know travel fit was born over there, and I was lucky enough to meet meet the Queen. Yeah, right. Rip Lizzie. Um, <laughs> Rest in peace. Rest in peace. Rip Lizzie. <laughs> um, you know, I was lucky enough to meet the Queen, people like Leonardo DiCaprio, Will Smith. Really? Um, Margaret Robbie. Yeah, like heaps. heaps. <laughs> You're like, where, where? What happened? How did you meet Leo? Um, oh, I love it. First name basis, Leo. <laughs> yeah. um, I got signed. <laughs> so, like, when I moved over there, I um, started working around, like, fine dining restaurants, Really nice hotels, like the best hotels in the world. Mm. Um, Claridge is one of them. Um, the Shards, huge building over there, um, Rosewood. Um, and I worked in a restaurant called Ferrer as well and just worked all around London, really nice places. Mm. And I got asked to work at Claridge as, like, as a rotor staff, so I just go there every week and that's my main hotel now. And then I got asked to work an event that the Queen was going to present an award. So, like, you know, I worked at that event. I bowed at her. She bowed at me. It was really cool. Um, then I got fist asked. Bumps. Yeah, there was a few bit fist pumps. So I was like, sup, Liz? Um, <laughs> do some burpees. Yeah, we did some burpees, some push-ups. It was a good time. She told me about it, her life. Um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, and then just from there, like, 
when people realize that you're good at service and then they'll just start putting you in more opportunities. Yeah. So then I started doing events for like Warner Brothers and oh. Universal Studios where I'd like go in there, refill their stuff. I'd take things specifically to celebrities and yeah, yeah it was really cool. So because they know you're not going to fanboy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. Sort of I don't care who you are, eh? Like yeah. you, you have the most followers in the world still do not care. Yeah. Down where I grew up in Adelaide, I knew people who worked in the entertainment centre mm. and it's part of your contract like if you see if you see someone you cannot fanboy him you can't you yeah. just got to go about your job and a bloke on you once he goes he goes he saw the chili peppers he's like fuck this fuck my job this is a once in a lifetime yeah no we're not got something signed but he didn't didn't lose his job oh well that's good i really chill about it yeah, like yeah. anthony keeter signed or something up for him <laughs> It's yeah, so fun. It's, it's, it's a hit and miss, right? Like yeah. you, you know, you can fanboy and and whatnot, or you can just like do what you need to do. But realistically, I guess like it's not like I was a robot. Like I still had conversations with some people, which was really cool. So you and Leo hit it off. Look, we're, we're basically <laughs> best friends. No, not at all. No, he was um he was just walk roaming around the hotel, like just having a chat to all the staff and yeah. in between interviews and whatnot. I've heard he's pretty chill. He's ve- he's actually very chill. Yeah. Him and Will Smith. Will Smith's cool. Like he's what what you imagine. Besides the slapping thing, yeah. um, <laughs> like he's he's pretty nice. Like he's yeah. like you can just tell he's like a really loving dude, and yeah. he like has conversations with people, full eye contact, really present, like yeah. just a genuine person. Yeah, he'd be well media trained, wouldn't he? Fuck. You'd you'd have to think so, <laughs> especially after his last event. So. <laughs> Gee, we got there pretty quickly, and that's it. Thanks, everyone. That was good yeah, that's okay. that's it. Um, no, so you, you you're in Australia. You've grown up without a father. I can sort of empathise with that. I'm not sort of. I can empathise yeah. with that, and I know what comes with that. I've just recently sort of looked into how that affects myself. Um, can we go back to your mum having spina bifida? How that affected mm. you? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So I guess, like, obviously, mum having spina bifida. She's a very independent woman and a very scary woman too. Like, <laughs> will not let, like let the crutches like be something of weakness or anything like yeah. that. Just scary lady, super, super inspiring, super, yeah. super determined. And that's probably where I get a lot of my own like mm-hmm. determination and grit and like persistence. I'd probably say is um, how it affected me. I guess it would would have affected me in a way of I was always looking at comparisons. Mm-hmm. I was like, why is my mum like this? Why can't we have this in life? Why are we not having anything at Christmas? Mm. Why don't we eat this week? Mm. You know, like we were very much like, you know, she didn't have a job a lot, a lot of the time because it was so hard for her. Mm. She she had jobs here and there, but, you know, because of her disability, it was still, still a bit of a, a hard slog, you know what I mean? Like, um, so how did it affect me? It affected me probably in ways of thinking like, you know, I have to grow up pretty quick. So from ripe age, I was working. Um, I was always doing as much as I could. Um, definitely fell into that victimhood mm-hmm. a lot uh, as a as a kid. Like, oh well, Jerry can Jerry's mum and dad got this for him, mm-hmm. or he's got this many friends, or blah blah blah, or he lives in a really nice area. Mm-hmm. Whereas we kind of were always in the ghetto. We we're always like struggling. Um, so it was always. Oh, is that what it was? <laughs> Jesus. Keep going. Um, 
So it was always like a big, a big kind of, I guess, learning experience. Because yeah. I'm, all, I'm so, so grateful for it. Because everything I have in my life now, I'm ten times grateful for everything I have, yeah. from a toothbrush to toothpaste. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, I picked up on that when I listened to the episode you do by yourself, and you explained a lot of this what we're going over here. And I encourage the listeners to go and listen to that. But your gratitude, it's. Uh, it's so empowering, isn't it? Mm, 100%. To, to, be, to be grateful. But, uh, so you can attribute it to that. 100%. Yeah. Everything, every, everything good that I have in my life comes down to the perspective that I have on those things. Like, mm. And I'm such a big believer in like, if you've got bad things in your life, it's just a projection of your own perception in life. It, it, it's like it's that's what it is like you know if someone's mad or if someone's arguing with you and then some yeah. internal anger that maybe you're just like holding on to maybe you're a little bit passive aggressive and that's why someone's yelled at you yeah. you know like all these particular things and it's not really till we look internal that we you know see the projection externally yeah and do you feel these fucking guys out here <laughs> do you feel like <clears throat> when you were young this is what happened with me I wasn't I wasn't poor, but yeah. we didn't have everything. Mm. You know, but if, if, you know, my stepfather would get us some good things, but we never did really had much. So mm. when I was an adult and I became able to earn, mm. I fucking wanted everything. Yeah. Did you, were you like that? So, and I was very materialistic and he needed mm. to go out and that's how I filled my cup was by buying stuff or, yeah. or getting it other ways. It's, it's definitely, um, I'd say, yeah, for sure. But I think that's where the alcoholism and drugs and, and um, you know, a few nice clothes here and there um, kind of came in for fact when I realised that having a job and I can buy whatever I want um, to a point um, that I was like, yeah, cool, like this is sick. I've finally got independence. I've finally got money. Um, but, it, you know, I definitely went down that path but it never really served me. It just made me feel more less of a person, <laughs> realistically, because you can buy as much as you want. Um, you can have as ma- many things as you you think you need, yeah. but it doesn't solve anything. Nah, no, 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 I've been there. I, I was, I um, I do hip hop music, and I was writing something lately, and I was like, I was trying to get that all into a line. Like, I've had because I've had boats, caravans, yeah, Harleys, and, and everything, and like, I just I have them. And then I get so bored of them so quickly. Mm. I, was, I was in a Harley shop on the way here. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on the way here, I had a bit of time, so I stopped in and had a look at one. And I'll probably buy it. Like, mm. there's, there's one that I want. But now I'm a bit more grown up. It'd be a different. It's, it'd be that delayed gratification. Yeah. And I'm looking at a, a certain car, I'll tell you off air. Yeah. And it's it's more like, it'll happen. I see them around now everywhere, you know. Yeah. Like, oh, that's, that's, it's, it's going to happen. But when I was young, I'd be like, got to get it do whatever I can to get it, break the law mm. to, to get it. And now it's like, I'm going to work for it and it might take me two years. Yeah. It might take me a bit longer. So, um, But that's just the world we live in too, I feel. Like, you know, everyone wants something straight away now Yeah, versus hard work. And I sound, <laughs> sound so funny. I'm like, these young people yeah. these days, they just never work hard enough. Well, especially, <laughs> especially with, um, I was reading something about young people using TikTok <clears throat> and the dopamine hits. Mm. So, you know, you're scrolling. So I won't let my son have it. Yeah. You know, like, and even, I guess, it doesn't even have to be young people, people on Instagram. But TikTok is very crazy place. I don't know mm. if you ever used it, but you go in there and it's like, bang, something's happening, bang, something's happening, bang, something's happening. Yeah. So back when we were children, especially myself, 
You didn't get that. We didn't have that you got television. You know, you might have got your adverts, but it, at least that had some substance TV programs. Mm. This is just fucking 15 seconds, 15 seconds, 15 seconds of extreme. And you know, it just like, damages everything too. Whether that be, you know, semi-pornographic, mm. cats or files. Yeah. You know, they're, they're funny. So there's laughter, there's uh, sexual, you mm. know, bang, 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 bang. And this is like, how these, how these kids going to be pleased? And it, You know, they're going to go out and buy a car and want another one 15 minutes later. 100%. You know? And you look at all the adults now, adults, yeah. and you, you look at them and, like, they're all acting like kids. And there's nothing wrong about, like, act, being a kid, having fun, etc. But, I mean, like, taking responsibility. Yeah. Or, like, you know, if something goes wrong, not pointing the finger. And, yeah. you know. Facebook warriors. It, yeah. Facebook like, this, it's just like, fuck. Yeah. Like, man, like, you see it all the time. I'm, I just observe a lot. I could just watch. And, like, if people ask for help or anything like that, I always point them in the right direction. But I never try and fix or... Yeah. or actually go the extra mile because a lot of the time people just talk shit yeah. and they're like oh, I really want to change my life it's like sweet we'll stop hanging around the people who are drinking every weekend yeah. I can't do that Sally and me have been friends for 13 years yeah. fuck Sally like <laughs> 13 years too long yeah 13 years too long <laughs> That's a, people um, people say that to me I've recently you know four months ago stopped drinking but I've quit other things yep. substances in the past which is public fucking knowledge now yeah um, but people ask me you know what did you do how did you do it why are you doing it mm. and I love it I'll just lay down little crumbs for them yeah but there's some people that just don't want to you know they're mm. like I don't want to fucking change yeah and I kind of I feel a little bit sorry for them yeah you know like and, like, I hope that doesn't offend anyone out there. It'll probably piss someone off. Like, but, but you know, um, people like you or hate you. It is yeah. what it is. Like, I, a lot of people already... People who know me know that, like, I'm just straight to the point. Yeah. I don't really have time to muck around or anything like that. Like, no, because, like, people at the end of the day, like... This is someone I said someone the other day. Like, we've got, like, you know, like a phone, like, energy bars? Yeah. So we've got four energy bars a day. This is my rule. If I waste one of them... That's my own fault. Yeah. If I waste another one, still my fault. Third one. Now imagine if you waste all your energy bars on people that are never going to help you, yeah. opportunities that aren't opportunities, or yeah. self-sabotaging habits, mm. and you do that for five years. Oh, yeah. Fuck. Where would you be? In the gutter, probably. Like, <laughs> But imagine if you used every energy bar wisely. And that's like, I love it because it like teaches people boundaries. Mm. It's like... Do you want to hang out? No, because this, I don't get anything out of it. So no, um, it's not, and it's not even like I want something. It's like mm. it, it's not like aligned with like my values, my yeah. beliefs, who I am, um, etc. All right, cool. You want to do something in business? Cool. Well, what's the equal exchange here? Is yeah. it a fair exchange? And yeah. all different things like, yeah. and that's like a huge, a huge thing. I think so important too, because mm. coming from you know that that I guess upbringing of never having anything. You're always willing to give everything. Yeah, 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 yeah. And if you're always given everything, then you've got no boundaries, you've got no self-respect, you've got no pride. Yeah. So you have to, what, what I've learned so far anyway is if I don't create a set structure or rules about who I hang around, what I do or where I want to go, then I'm not going to do anything I want to do. Yeah, you're wasting yeah. it. Yeah, and it sounds horrible. Not everyone is like what I guess like my perspective is, yeah. which is fine. 
That's fine. I feel pretty blessed at this time. No, 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 no. I sound like I'm fucking. The, I'm the pope or something. Hey, no, no. He's looking at yeah. watch. Sorry, come on, let's speed it up. Um, but I don't know the way I kind of describe it as well. Like a mentor told me once is like there's different types of personalities. Every personality has different values and beliefs. So there's like a shark. There's a dolphin. There's a whale, and there's a sea urchin. So a, a shark's kind of like. Straight to the point, business, okay. don't waste my time, what do you want? Dolphin's very like, have a good time, like, yeah. you know, like Labrador moments, oh, no light. Yeah. Um, and the sea urchin's like very analytical, well, if we're meeting here, what time, how hot will it be, what do I need to bring, who's coming? Yeah. Um, and then the, the whales are like, I guess the best way to explain it would be like, oh, I don't really care about anything, yeah. I'll decide on the day. Decides 20 minutes before. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, so like when you start to realise that, like, everyone is one of those those sea animals, mm, then you start to accept that people are the way they are because of the choice they made, and that's fine. Yeah. But I'm not going to hang around whales. No. I'm 100% <laughs> <shy>. <laughs> <laughs> But that's a really good way for people who listen in to be like, oh, I wonder what kind of personality type you are. You're definitely a fucking dolphin, you yeah, bugger. Yeah. <laughs> Do the test, guys. Yeah. Do the test, write it down. No, that's 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 good. Um, I was going to say something back there. Oh, about talking about the the people you hang around with and um, the, the values and beliefs. I'm I'm really sort of tapping into that at the moment. And I just left a, a work situation where my ethics and my morals and my values were being questioned, and I was being pulled down. Mm. So I walked away. Yeah, that was fucking amazing. Best yeah, walked walked away from a lot of money. Um, easy money, mm. you know, but, you know, I've done that before and, and I'll do it again. Yeah. But, um, and I was really, really worried, but now I'm just like, fuck, that's the best decision I've ever made. Because hanging around with those people, it was costing me, it was making money fine, but that's only one commodity. Mm. It was costing me my mental health because I was 100%. stressed out and I was like, they're trying to bring me into this boys club, but yeah, yeah, you know, and, yeah. and be someone I'm not. And I'm like... This this is not, not me. Interesting. Maybe twenty years ago you would have got me there. Yeah. But like this is not me, and they they're just acting like children mm. and just angry. Yeah. Just angry, and I'm <laughs> like saying, "What's fuck's wrong with you?" And these are people that will never. And I hope you are fucking listening. Um, they won't. But they will never ever have the ability to look inwards. Mm. And I feel sorry for people like that too, because I'm not sitting here preaching, but for people who can't stop. And analyse themselves. That's a scary place to be, man. I think that would, mm. that would be a very scary place to not know yourself. And it's like being blind. To not be able to put your hand up and go, I fucked up, mm. I did that. Sorry, this is on me. Like, if I just started abusing you now, that's not your problem. I just that, feel, what is happening right that's, now? <laughs> that's a, that's yeah. a me. You yeah, know? yeah. Or, or, or at the gym, if, if we didn't meet me yeah. at the gym and, and I look at your beautiful physique and yeah. I'm, I'm a little bit overweight and I'm like, fuck him. That's that on guy. me, man. Yeah, yeah. That's jealousy. Hundred percent. That's, that's envy. So, and that's that perception projection again. Yeah, you know, scary thing, man. And when you take responsibility for your life, like beautiful things happen. It's crazy. Mm. It was like I've recently moved, and like it's wild. Like wild. Like you know, probably for the last five years, there's this place in Budrum I've been looking at for five years. Mm. Every time I see it, this one area in Budrum, like you're in Mooichidor, you look at Budrum, there's trees and houses. And I was like, I'll live there one day. Yeah, man. I, live, I moved there the other day. Did you? Yep. The actual house? Yep. Wow. 
not not the actual house, but that area oh, where okay. I've always wanted to live, and it's the exact house that I've visualised. Wow. Where my view that I work from is exactly the same. Crazy. It and it's just like it's crazy because like everything. I am by far no means in any spot where I'm um, should be preaching about anything, mm. um, but I'm at a spot where I'm happy, yeah, and good. but like also at a spot where it's like, well, I know everything's possible. I've already achieved a lot of things so far. You know, it, it's, I always try, I never try and be the person, the life coach, the guru, the person who knows everything, blah, 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 because I know people like that mm. and they, they push their own perspective on people. Yeah. So I never, my perspective is never to be that person, yeah. but all I can ever say really, it's not really to impress, but like to impress on someone yeah. that, you know, if you want something in life, it's so possible. Like, a kid who, you know, had a drink driving record at the age of 16 who was drinking, taking drugs, hanging around the wrong people in a small place called Orange to then moving to London, seeing 28 countries, yeah, having, crazy. you know, some really cool opportunities for hosting events and retreats that people laughed at him. Mm. Like, you know, I had so many people laugh at me and say, why are you going to do travel? That sounds dumb. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So, do you believe in manifestation? Absolutely. Absolutely. And like, I'm like, I think a lot of people mix manifestation with being a hippie. Well, there's work. Work comes with manifesting something. Yeah. People think I'm gonna fucking will myself skinny. Yeah. (laughs) Have you ever heard the Jim Carrey thing? (laughs) Where he he wrote this check to himself. Oh yeah. 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 And and like he says, it's so interesting. He's like, well, I can't eat a sandwich and expect to become a millionaire but I can write a check and start taking action to manifesting that into reality. Yeah, yeah. I just watched a thing with him the other night, fucking um, Jim and Andy, where he, yeah, yeah. where he plays Andy Kaufman. Oh, yeah. He's... Hectic. He's like he, a... He got into character that deep. Yeah. He was having talks with Andy Kaufman's children and family. Have you seen it? Yeah, yeah, I saw the documentary. Oh. It's wild. <laughs> but it just goes to show showcase, like, how involved he is and how yeah. committed he is yeah. to, like, being that person. Well, his dad was a hater. He used to sit in front of a mirror and do faces as a child. Really? And his dad would come in, what are you fucking doing? That's not going to get you anything. You need to get you need yeah. to do this. And he was like, I'm going to prove my father wrong. Yeah. You know? And then what? one of the things that made him big was that when he could turn around and do James Dean. Yeah. So he would turn away and turn around. It's like, fuck, that's, that's James that's Dean. That's sick. So I see my son, when we drive along, he'll be looking out the rear vision mirror. <laughs> making faces looking at himself so I encourage it yeah yeah you know I'm like fucking not that he's going yeah. to beat you and carry him up yeah but um you know I, I never say you know you can't do that don't do that that's mm. stupid I think that's very detrimental words 100% say. 100% and it's those are the types of things like I guess like even my own upbringing is like I've worked through a lot of shit <laughs> like I've done a lot of personal development on myself and gone through that whole still always going to be so much to dive deeper into and more to learn um but like i went to an, a huge three-day event and it was 14 hours a day Jesus. of personal development and we were just here in australia yeah, yeah in gold coast and we we're just unraveling shit yeah. and it was wild and like you know one of the most powerful things i ever did was um one of the, the last two two activities one of them was um writing a letter to um, my dad, yeah. and the other one was you, burning do it. Do you know your dad? No, never no, met him. No Sorry, idea. Um, no, no, no stress. Um, yeah, so writing the letter and then burning it. And I've never felt since that moment 
Never felt so free. Wow. And it's crazy. I remember writing this letter and I was writing everything. I was like, I fucking hate you, everything you've done, blah, blah, blah. But it, you always end the letter on, like, love and stuff. It has yeah. to be, like, you, you never want to hate on bad terms. Yeah. Anyway, I just wrote this letter and I was like, but thank you for everything. This is why I am here, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, I just remember my whole body shaking. Wow. Whole body shaking. I just felt, like, stiff. And so, as soon as I burnt that, it was the first time in my life I ever felt free. And it's crazy. Something super simple, and it makes such a big thing difference. I just did a program of like a self help program. <clears throat> I'll give you his name. I'll, yeah. I'll tell you who he is after Jeffrey Morgan. That is. Um. So one of the things I found that you know the invisible backpack and yeah, yeah, yeah. stuff like that, and I'm like, well, maybe this. So yeah. there's definite um, abandonment. Yeah. There for me, and I didn't know my father. He walked out. I tried to. I tried to. Like, I went and lived with him when I was 14, didn't work. Yeah. Reached out to him when I had my first child, didn't work. And then, mm. you know, me me trying, me trying. So for years, I was like, oh, fuck him, fuck him, fuck yeah. him, I don't care. And then doing this program, I'm like, fuck, I really do care. Mm. Why doesn't it, why didn't this man love me? What have I fucking done wrong? Why am I so horrible looking in the mirror? Why am I so horrible? And I overfathered my child, my son. Yeah. So I'm a little bit harsh on him. Yeah. You, you know, but I'm like... And not only am I a bit harsh, I'm a bit too there. Yeah. You know, like, that's, you know, that's here, mate, that's here. Like, yeah. not toxic, but yeah. um, just, and then I look at it, I'm like, what am I doing? It's something I didn't have, and I want you to have. So mm. it's fucking powerful. Like, and it's, parents it's crazy, not being eh? there. Look at America. It's yeah. Look at how many, I mean, you, you hear about so many of like in communities that the, the fathers aren't there. I'm watching the Dharma thing at the moment. The Dharma? <laughs> Jeffrey Dharma. What's that? A, like a net, uh, Netflix fucking miniseries on Jeffrey Dharma, the serial killer. Oh, right. And I listen to a lot of serial killer stuff. <laughs> yeah. And that's all from no father, terrible mother, mm. you know, and, and all these serial killers. There's two paths you can go down, hey. <laughs> you it, can be Chris Walker yeah. you can be Jeffrey Dahmer. I thought it was a bit dark in here too. Shit, you locked the door as well. <laughs> um, 100% though, like it, I th it's a narrative as well. Like everything is is a scripted, you know, like whatever your upbringing was is going to transition into your adulthood. And until you kind of like decide to rewrite the script, you're always going to go down the same path. Yeah, yeah. And what's what they say? Doing the same thing and expecting a different result is the definition of insanity. That's good. Yeah. I, I'm That's, um, definitely agree. Albert Einstein. Is it? <laughs> I should have said that. <laughs> um, I see you, right? I reckon, I see you as like a young Ed Milet or like, you are a guru. But <laughs> no, just, I'm not, not a guru. Yet. You're not there yet. No, I see I you. Never, I never want to be a guru. I do imagine that that's what these guys were like when they were younger was you, because you're only 29. Yeah. And you're preaching all this shit. I'm only just discovering this stuff now, in the last five years, but I, I, I wasn't, my mind wasn't open to it mm. properly, so I was missing opportunities, and I've missed, in hindsight... I've missed opportunities my whole life. I've gone out there and done things. Yeah. But had I had my eyes open a bit wider, I might have been more successful in those areas. Do you want to hear my belief? Yeah, go. On age and everything. Oh, yeah. I don't believe... Aging number number. I, I tell you what, like, this all spins a few people out. I don't believe in age. Oh, yeah. I don't believe that, like, time's real. It's a man-made thing. All I believe in is that just like levels in a game 
We're constantly going through the same game until we pass the level. And so, for instance, whether you've learnt things a little bit later doesn't matter because it just means that the level that you're on at the moment is just one below and mine might be one higher. But I know 18-year-olds who are millionaires yeah. from, you know, whether that be dropping online or a bunch of businesses or whatever they do, it just means they're a level ahead because yeah. they've gone through this cycle, this game, many times. Yeah. And this is a lot to comprehend. Like, this is a whole other, like, like a- a- avenue <laughs> of shit. But, like, it doesn't mean, like, that, you know, fuck, is this real? We don't want to go down that path. It's not a good path to go down. <laughs> but it, it's, it's, it's more or less, like, the sooner that we take away the stress that we're not where we need to be now, the better, mm. because then we realise that we're always where we need to be and everything's always happening for us at the right time. 100%. Mm. Yeah, I've had a few people on the show recently that are, you know, mentors and they're all about this self-betterment and that's pretty much what they've said. So my, my running theme was, fuck, you know, why didn't I meet you before? Why, did, why didn't I have this information earlier? And they've all said you wouldn't have. You weren't ready for mm-hmm. it. You know, you're getting it now because now is when you're ready. And I've done massive things like this just this year. Like I've, even since moving up here, I think COVID sort of hit and there was, you know, I was just too busy yeah. working. But in the last year, I've changed so much. Yeah, and I can, and this manifesting and this mm. um, bringing things into life, I can feel it. You What's know? the biggest change you've noticed? In myself? Yeah. Well, or that someone said. It's uh, my energy. Yeah. My energy shift that I was quite I was quite an angry man for a long time. I could and see you as a crazy person. Yeah, I, am. I could I could see it. <laughs> I am, I am a crazy person. But just I would my anger and my uh, my guard would mm. be up and I would accept negativity in whereas I would I would see you and go oh fuck this guy look at, yeah, him, look at him he's got everything he's, he's doing well fuck him yeah. and then I would go and find the negative person where now that is completely done in my name flip the script and I see I've said it on here before I see a negative person coming now and I I literally fucking they can't even come into my thing because mm. I've my my mental wall is up mm. you know and whether that be road raging or someone yeah. in the shopping centre or someone that looks a bit shady I can you just got to laugh. I can still knock around with dudes that are yeah. that are jail built and yeah. and you know are, are rough as guts, but I choose not to. Mm. You know, I can have that conversation. I can avoid aggression mm. by going, "That's all right, it's all right, mate." You yeah. know, and just so yeah, my energy. People are saying that word. Remember, you've got a good energy. Mm. You know, you're a good, you're a good person. Got a good energy. When my I've always had energy, but mm. I would have projected it out very aggressively, hundred you know, percent, and just been a prick. And, like, you know, there's lots of dangerous people in the world and, you know, the most dangerous people that I personally know are the nicest people ever. <laughs> like, that's crazy. Like, yeah. because, like, you know, like, similar, I know a few people who have been in jail and et cetera and done the horrible things, but they've turned their life around. Mm. And now they're just, like, this, they're just, like, a whole other person. Yeah. But, like, it, I think sometimes people always associate bad people with bad energy as well. Yeah. But knowing that, like, if someone listens in and they're like, oh, I'm a bad person, <laughs> like, I, I fucking, I'm, I'm lost. It's like, no, you're not. Yeah. You're just about to be found. Yeah. Like, that's the crazy thing. Doesn't matter if you're, you know, 12, 70, 40, whatever. It's crazy. If you made a decision right now to, like, change everything, 
just like a snap of the fingers like that, yeah. you would if you really wanted to. And that's the crazy thing. It just blows my mind, hey, yeah. that we've so much capability. People, I listen to a lot of podcasts, your Milets and your yeah. and Joe Dispenza's and all that, and, they, and that's a running theme. You want to change. People are like, how? How? It's... It's just for me. It's just mm. the internal choice. No more. Mm. No, like with this, with the sobriety, I'm like, no more, mm. no more. That's it. Do yeah. it for yourself. And and there was no more extrinsic pressure. Mm. It was all from me, and I just went. But you found um, you had a, a a mission behind that. Would you say like a reason to do that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. My kids, my grandchildren, yeah. my grandchild, granddaughter, um, <clears throat> and myself, and. I used to not give a fuck about life. I didn't, you know, I've, I've made attempts on my own life when mm. I was younger. Uh, I didn't care if I lived. I would mm. be stupid, like, you know, hanging out of trains and yep. driving like an idiot, riding my motorbike like an idiot. Now I'm like, I, I need I need to hit 90. Yeah, yeah. You know, I gotta, that's, that's my goal. My goal yeah. now is to be as old as I can. Yeah, yeah, 100%. <laughs> you know? How good and, would it be to be a money. functioning human elder as you're older? And yeah. going back to your thing about time and age, mm. I believe you can fucking slow your age down. Yeah, 100%. Because I, the amount of time I get told when I say how old I am or I'm a grandfather, people are like, what? You know, right? Yeah, like, yeah, There's a few things, the skin, I guess, <laughs> I guess you can't change. But I, I feel younger now at 45 than I did when I was 30. Mm. You know, I'm fitter, I'm stronger, um, clearer, clearer in my head, I'm thinking clearer. I'm better looking. Yeah, love it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I believe I am. That, but, might, that might be a belief. No, yeah. it's it's the truth. The more you look after yourself, the better you look. Yeah, man. I'm, I'm telling you, I start looking after you. yourself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you hear that? <laughs> but um, and uh, I went and had my bloods done. Well, you see how hard. Yeah. <laughs> you see how hard I make out on trying to gym. <laughs> but I went and had my bloods done, and they, I, I'm off. Um, I'm off diabetes medicine. Yeah. I'm, I'm off uh, gout medication. I'm off uh, Valium. I don't take anything anymore. I take fish oil and vitamins. It's crazy, eh? You know, and these are things the doctors said you can never come off them. Doctors will always have that perspective. You can never come off them. Mm. And I said, but I want to come off them. No, it's not advisable. Yeah. You can't do that. <laughs> and I'm like, well, I'm going anyway. You should honestly, like, the amount of people I know that, like, have had that same advice thrown at them, it just blows my mind. Like, it's just like, I get it, though. I get where they're coming from. They're taught a particular way. Mm. And, you know, they're just, they're teaching it to the best of their ability and that's what they know. Doctors. So, yeah. yeah. That, that's, that's, and you can't, you can't really, like, you can't bastardise people for teaching you all they know. But you can inspire them to look a little deeper. Well, my doctor said, he goes, what do you put it down to? And I said, well, I went plant-based diet. Mm. And so you're fully plant-based? Full plant-based. Wild. Yeah. So, and and he goes, oh, I can't, I can't attribute it to that. And I'm like, well, you asked me. Yeah. You know, and so for me it was dairy, I reckon. Mm. I'm cutting dairy. I reckon I could go back to the meat. I've just introduced tuna back in because I'm training so much. Yeah. Um, struggling to find the protein but and then cut the alcohol out I'm yep. just like you know mm. I, I, you see me man I'm there <laughs> 5 o'clock every morning you're like, pumping every, you've got some energy I'm telling you morning. But, um, and as much as it drains me I leave there just fucking bored mm. by 9 o'clock I've done more in the day than a lot of my friends have it, it's crazy I, I hey would, I would assume yeah it 
I don't know, hey, like I always used to think that night time was when like you got things done. Mm. It's always it's always the mornings. Crazy. I get more done in the mornings than night time. And it's because like, you know, our physiology as well. Like as mm. soon as like even like just going scientifically out, like our circadian rhythms is like our sleeping patterns. Circadian rhythms um, also regulate how much energy we have, our emotions, because that'll like tie into like um, how like our hormones are produced as well. So if you're sleeping up, down, all around, you'll ne- and you don't have a structure with your sleeping, then your hormones going to be whacked out, and you're never going to feel energetic. Um, but even like another little hack is like you know back in the caveman days, like people go to sleep when the sun goes down they get up when the sun gets up we don't do that anymore because we've got all this artificial light which is ruining ruining our body clock and how our mind takes time to deload so we've really fucked up our body from <laughs> this this technology today but like it's so easily fixable just by like you fix your sleep you'll you could fix your hormones and it sounds out of there but you know you believe it or not um Fix your sleep, fix your hormones, fix your energy levels, and fix how your body recovers. Mm. How much do you sleep at night? Look, I'm not going to lie. I don't get eight hours. No, nah, don't. You don't I, need it. Yeah, I get, I get six, six and a half. Yeah. Um, it's, a, it's a debatable thing. I don't really know enough information about it, but, you know, a lot of people really preach eight yeah, for the, the health old, benefits. That's old school. But, um, <laughs> but like... You know, you can also be, like, an ancestral thing as well. Like, depending on, like, your ancestral history, some people's biology might be different as well where it might be like, all right, this person needs six, this person needs ten. Mm. What age are you? Because the different age you have is going to be the amount of sleep you need as well. You need more sleep as a child. Yeah. Less as you're older. That's yeah. crazy, eh? It's wild. J- Jay-Z, yeah. four hours at night. Is that what it is? Cool. That's pretty wild. And look at him. He's out working, hustling, man. Mm, But it's it's one of those things like, you know, I never condone people not to get sleep because it's so important. But if I have something to do, I will go a few nights just getting a little less sleep, you know. Like, be a lie to be like, you should do this. I don't do that. No. No, That's a lie if I said I did. I think your body tells you when you need to sleep anyway. Yeah, it's like intuition. Like, how do you feel? Do you feel like a piece of shit? Probably should have some sleep and eat a good meal. It's like going to this gym with you. I um, I set my alarm for 4.10 to get there. I'm I'm always there early, but I'm like, if I don't set it then, I'm in that that pattern. And now I don't need it anymore. If I I set, I I don't have some fucking magical clock in my head. Mm. But if I say I'm going to get up, for the gym tomorrow, I'm up and all that's your circadian rhythm, though. I'll wake yeah. up and I'll be like, my alarm's going to go off, and it was, you know, for the last month it's been within fucking seconds, within seconds. Yeah, seconds, I'm like, bang, there it is, bang, up, and the power of a habit, prime yeah. example. Yeah, for years I would just lie and go, oh, and now I'm just like, up, oh, bang, bang, that mm. five, four, three, two, yeah, one, yeah, up, Mel bang. Robbins. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's good. Like it works. I did yeah. that. F- maybe five years ago when I was, felt like I was really struggling to get up as well. And yeah. it, it definitely works. It's, it's just about what works for, for each person. And then not beating yourself up. If you are going to stay in bed, mm. just don't beat yourself up. Just fucking it is what it is. made the decision, just well, sleep in it, I guess. <laughs> Where did you learn all this shit? 
um, all over the place. <laughs> no, I just I've I've just had a, I've been really lucky in my life, and I've asked. I always say, you know, everything I've like in life I've asked for. Um, I've just had people come into my life, like mentors that have helped me along the way. I've had experiences. I've had connections. I've always been someone who's if I don't know something, I search for it. So always like that initiative to be like, all right, well, what happens here? Mm. How can I fix this? Like maybe I guess you'd call it like um, uh, social awareness, personal awareness, whatever you want to call it. Emotional intelligence. Yeah, yeah a little bit of emotional intelligence. Um, just understanding how I feel, where I am, and just reflecting on like if I want to get here, what's stopping me? Mm. What's stopping? What am I stopping myself from doing? Because we, we're the only reason we are where we are in life. So we're the reason we should really be looking to fix, or mm. not fix per se, but like mm. work on. Better. Yeah, better. <laughs> um, but lots of things. I've read a lot, uh, a fair few books. I've listened to lots of audio books. That's that's probably the the first life changing moment for me. I read my first book, and I say this every, every podcast I've been on. I would talk about this one fucking book. It's called The Alchemist. Oh, yeah. Have you read it? No. Oh, my God. You've got to read it. It's so good. It's short. It's simple. First book, easy to read. But I love it because that was the start of my journey. That was the realisation, the first book I read that made me move to London. Wow. And it, it's literally just about finding... So hang on. First book, could you, going back, yeah. you weren't very academic when you were young. No, so I couldn't. I couldn't read at school. I was yeah. classified as having an intellectual disability mm. um, from until about year ten, and I made wow. the decision to um, try a little bit harder. And yeah. you know, it wasn't that I had an intellectual disability. It was the fact that you know the system gave up on me first. Mm. That's what I say. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we all take responsibility, so I probably should have made more effort. Mm-hmm. Um, but. Right, you're a yeah, child. Yeah. I fucking didn't even know what I wanted to do with my life, let alone having the initiative to do anything. Yeah. Um, I was a lazy kid, no purpose, nothing. And then, you know, as I got older, I started to build my own resilience, anti-fragility. And, mm. yeah, so, like, the, the whole, like, the label thing is crazy. Yeah. Like, mm. fucking anyone says you've got a, got a problem or something's wrong with you, you got the big things I always know. It's like, all right, you've got bipolar. Mm. Cool, why the fuck do you have bipolar? And this is a very out there thing. Take it as you please. But like, if you tell yourself you've got bipolar every day, or you identify as someone who has bipolar, are your emotions going to go up and down because you think that you've got bipolar? Yeah. If you're depressed, what is depressed? Depression is just a state of feeling nothing, feeling alone, and you know, you then you're like. I have depression. Yeah. Oh, I feel like shit now. Yeah, you're owning it. You're identifying it as it mm. as it. So I'm kind of big on like never really identifying with particular labels or anything like that because that creates a limited mindset. Hundred percent, man. You know, <clears throat> I train in another gym over here, and I spend a lot of time in the sauna. And fucking, I want to do a podcast in there. <laughs> um, there's co- the conversations that go on in there are quite phenomenal because everyone's in there wanting to better themselves. Mm. And I was talking to people, and they're like. I see you again. I see your energy's changed. I see you've changed. You're losing weight. You're moving around a lot better. And you know what it was? I've got, I've had fucked ankle injuries in the yeah, past. Yeah, yeah. I had an operation in one. And you saw me this morning running. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, or canter. <laughs> a trot. Yeah, there's a trot there. But um, <clears throat> I started saying, there is no pain. Mm. There is no pain. There is no pain. And now, before that, I was like, oh, 
I fuck, I can't do that. Mount Callum, I can't do that. I can't, I can't, I can't. So I had told myself for years. Mm. And then the I, needed, story. I need to get back to work. You know, I was on work cover. I need to get back to work. And I'm like, I need to change how I'm feeling about this. I need. So instead of saying I can't, I said I need. I need my job back. Mm. I need to earn more. I need to get back to this to this wage. Language um, huge. Yeah. I can do this. I can do this. And I've had a lot of pain through my post tibia, and uh, it's horrible. Yeah. And then I'm like, nah, I'm not owning it anymore. And I would say, get a, I'm beats. And uh, and the ankle injury would be in that introduction, you know. That's so crazy. I'm thinking, what they they're wondering why I'm limping. Yeah, they're, yeah. They're wondering why I'm not running. I'm only walking. Why yeah. I'm over there doing knees over toes bullshit. Yeah, yeah. So especially in gyms or in an arena where there's exercise involved, I was like, this is my name. This is what I'm doing, and I've got an injury, and I stopped adding that. G'day, mm. I'm Jay. I'm here to train. Hundred percent. Bang, and it's just gone. It is fucking gone. I shit you not, man. The pain is gone. Like every now and then, I fight as well. Yeah. And I do the fight training. And I'll I'll fucking hit it on the wrong yeah. angle and I'll come down. I'll be sore the next day. But I don't sit there and go, oh fuck, what am I gonna do? What am I gonna do? I'm just like ice yeah. and roll. Boom. Let's go. Tomorrow's another day. And mm. it works, man. It, it works. And you see here about all this shit Joe Dispenza's doing. Mm. You know, with people with cancer and shit. It it's wild and it's like. You just you hear so many people being like, "Oh, that's crazy, that's bullshit," and you're like, oh. "Have you tried it?" That's the thing. Like, I I understand why you think that way, yeah. but realistically, if you tried it for say three months, why not? Yeah. Why not give it a go? If you could change, if you could dramatically change anything you wanted in life in three months, it's so possible. Mm. It's wild. By telling yourself, I know, mm. I know a woman, and she's gonna bring cancer into her body mm. because she just thinks horrible yeah you know i'm not gonna say any names but the way she is everything's negative yeah everything's well you know bad and she even says it she even mm. says the word i'm like you're gonna fucking invite that you know i don't speak to her mm. I'm, I'm like yeah you're gonna invite that to yourself you know and when it happens but it, it if you explain it in a way like i kind of like to explain things in certain ways that people understand because when we talk about things like this, people are like that's a heebie-jeebies, mm. you know. Like you, you're telling you're yeah, telling porkies, mate. Um, yeah. yeah, like science. Well, this is even to spirituality. So yeah. let's explain by talking what spirituality is. All right, cool. What spirituality? The belief that um, energy is something that produces creation in life, um, and something that you can't see, but it's something that's around us all the time. Mm. All right, cool. If you're religious, you believe in the exact same thing. Mm. Um, but let's think about how the world was built. The built the world was built apparently from a big bang, mm. and that's built from atoms and matter, energy and yeah. energy and matter. Sorry. Yeah. All right. Cool. Well, what are we made out of? Body, energy, and matter, energy yeah. and, matter and atoms. Yeah. So realistically, you know. All right. Cool. Well, if we're more matter, if this is matter, this table, it's not alive. Really, no. it's dead. No. It's not much of it. It doesn't it can't talk to us. Can't move, can't do anything. But we're made of energy. We're talking to each other because what is energy? What is an emotion? Emotion stands for energy in motion, which is a projection of energy in a direction. An action is an action towards doing an energetic movement or behavior or whatever it is. Like everything everything like goes back to 
being energy. And it's so hard to like, like it makes me wild that like people think that are, like some people loonies are like, I've been, they're like, you're fucking crazy, Chris. And I'm like, not really. Like you look at something like um, physics and stuff and it kind of like correlates. Mm, mm. Um, what do they call it? Quantum, quantum physics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and it's just wild because it's like, all right, well, let's just play a game. Let's play a game. Here's something I, I encourage everyone to play. When you're driving, I want you to try something. I want, and this might not work because you have to really believe it. It has to be a self-belief thing. But the way that you, you, you could possibly, I don't know, change something, I want you to think about a green light. I want you to think as you're driving, you see a red light and you don't know when it turned red or when it turned green, um, when it's going to turn green. But you see a red light and I want you to think about how it would feel if it just went green, would it make you feel happy? Would it make you feel excited? Wouldn't it feel good to know, oh, fuck, I don't have to wait for another red light. How good's that? And, you know, have that, that, that feeling aligned with the thought process that it's going to go green mm. and that everything is good, like aligning with a positive emotion. And I, most of the time, like I've fucking tried this so many times, I'm like, I can't be crazy. <laughs> and it happens every fucking time. It's so green wild. Light. Green light. Green. I can't make lights go green. <laughs> but... I can have an intuition, a feeling that it will. 100%, man. You've got to, and I think that comes down to uh, having your eyes open. So the other day, I left a client's house. This is... Jeez, we're going fucking deep here, aren't we? (laughs) I swear I'm in kids with this one. I I left the house, so haven't been drinking. Left the house. The client um, was having a drink, so I could smell it. And I was thinking, I'd seen him have a couple, seen him get into that... Nice little spot. I'm like, you know, I do miss having a drink. Leave there. Fuck, I need a drink. Yeah. Right? No, you're not going to have one. I know I'm not going to. So this is a thought. Just let it go. Just let it go. So I looked up through my sunroof and I said, give me a sign to the universe. Mm. Give us a sign. Right? So I've been bunging on about this to to my son about buying this Mustang. So one, a few weeks ago, I said, if I see one more in the color I want, that's a sign I'm going to get it. Yeah. All right? And that day with my son, there it goes. I said, that's a sign. We'll, yeah. we'll get it. In time, yeah. no rush, delay gratification. So after wanting to have a drink the other day, I go, give me a sign. Mm. All right? Fucking seconds later. Yeah. Seconds later, silver must, a grey, dark grey Mustang. And the number plate was N-E-A-T-Z. Yeah. Which I took for no beats. Oh, that's wild. That's no, good. No, but no yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's my nickname, Beats. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. I was just like, Fuck, man. It, it's it's real, but like it's and it's it unless you've experienced something so fucking weird and profound, it, it's hard to explain. Well, that's why I know, mm. and that's my other thing is like I'm on the right path, I'm on the right path. Yeah. So now I'm like, yeah, I'm just waiting. Mm. I'm just waiting. Something fucking amazing is gonna happen. And people say it to me, is this you? Because people who know me, old me, yeah, are like, this is not you. You're he's cooked. Yeah, yeah. He's on the, the doctors have got too him many on mushrooms, mate. <laughs> the doctors have got him on some. Yeah. But I'm like, nah. You know, to friends, missus, I'm mm. like, nah. This is gonna happen. Mm. Yeah, okay, okay. Stop. Oh, fucking no. sorry, my phone's ringing. <laughs> um, but I truly believe that. You you'll bring it in, hundred percent. Yeah, you bring it into you. But it's 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 so easy to say like you bring it into it. it's like there's so much work that goes to it. Do you yeah. know what it? Do you know what it looks like? No. Nah. Like do you know do you know what it feels like? You know like you have to like a vision board's a huge thing. Like I did a vision board a few years ago. Everything came true. Mm. I've got a new one now. Um, but like visualizing it, 
visualizing how it would feel, where you'd be, what it would be like. I did it with the show. Yeah. I had a vision board with the podcast. Yeah, yeah. And I've got one now with my uni degree, how it looks. Um, it's not a massive thing up yeah. the wall. It's just a book. So I've, I've compartmentalized how I'm going to get through my uni degree. Yeah. And just, so I wanted to go into OT. Mm. And I was having a thought the other day, and I'm like, I feel real fraudulent going into the medical profession. Mm. And I'm like, you know what? I said, I need to find my passion. I don't think you've ever seen, like, chief uh, CEOs of, like, health and wellness corporations, but they ain't healthy. <laughs> so never feel like an imposter. <laughs> no, I just felt like um, it wouldn't drive me. And yeah. I, I would be, like, constantly thinking about other things. So what I had this bit of a moment, and I'm like, what's your passion? And it just hit me. I said, it's my voice. Mm. It just, I heard it. I heard it. Yeah. It's your voice, you idiot. You talk. You've done the hip-hop music. And my first choice was to do a degree in journalism, mm. right? And then I'm like, you've already got the podcast. You can take photos. You, you've got these ideas for um, for uh, uh, documentaries. Do journalism. Yeah. Went and spoke to my biology teacher and I said, hey, man. He goes, you want to drop out? <laughs> I said, yeah, I do. You know, and I, he goes, what do you want to do instead? He goes, because I know you're not going to quit. Yeah. So I said, oh, I want to do journalism. He goes, I know journalism students. That's where you need to be. Yeah, yeah. Because you need to be, because you, you're all on the right side of the brain. Because you know, yeah. your left side of the brain tries. The creative and the analytical. It, it wants to be there. Goes, yeah. But, you know, you're, you're over here and goes, go for it. Mm. Go for it. He goes, you know, I've got an assignment due today. Yeah, yeah. He goes, put, put that in and then next week we'll try and get you out. So, yeah. But that was the fact that I said it's my voice and I heard my own voice say, this is it. And mm. I go around telling people, this is it. This is my calling. It's yeah. my voice. I have fucking... People inbox me, chicks saying, oh, you got a sexy voice. That's a sign. And yeah, I'm, yeah. Hey, lady. <laughs> but that's a sign. People telling me you've got a nice voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all part of it. So I'm like, so I'm not going to be an OT anymore. That's it. I'm fucking We're done. On the next thing. <laughs> but and, it's, and it's I'm true. Very, well, it won't keep me there. And see, the fact that I've already changed and I'm not even a year in mm. is I need something that will hold me there. You know? yeah. And in the medical profession, it's not going to hold me there. I'm going to be numbers, writing shit down where if it's a story if it's this this will keep me going so. and it has to inspire you I guess like mm. you know I've got a few things on the side that I do a bunch of bloody different things everywhere um, but like it's all still aligned with what I love doing yeah. health, fitness yeah. Yeah. Um, all different things but that's your drive isn't it mm. you know and then and then you have those little side streets but yeah that's I'm sidetracking. This is about Chris. <laughs> about Chris. Chris Milet Jr. What a name. <laughs> Chris Milet. All right. I've got, actually got questions here. Um, so, all right. You're in England. Yep. Let's go. What happened there? So I moved to England. Um, that got real deep. Yeah. Yeah, straight to England. <laughs> um, moved to England in 2015. And then I was there till 2017, December. And during those two years, it was, it was great. Yeah. You know, just experiences that, you know, most people never have in their life, especially at the age of 22. Yeah. You know, so many countries, hiked around old man, which is cool. Crazy. Country, no, yeah, yeah. they've got a parliament, they've got the coins, they've got a language, it's country, but it's not classified. Um, you know, did things like the bull run, um, went to all these cool festivals, like um, so cultural Europe, festivals. Europe as well. What, sorry? You went to Europe. Like yeah, yeah. yeah. I, so I went, every month I went and saw one or two countries. Nice. 
Um, and How are you paying for this? I was working a lot. Uh, oh, that's I was right. Working, yeah. The, the yeah. So I was working like 80 to 90 hour weeks. And that's not like that's not like just being on and like doing bits and pieces here. That's like working, working in a hotel, mm. consistently serving people, like being switched on. Fast yeah, yeah. Because yeah. um, people are like, oh, I do ninety hours, and I'm like, yeah, sweet, but not like I don't know, not like this. Like, like, like I, I, I do you know a fair few hours every week now, but it's nothing compared to what that was. Really? Because that was just mentally and physically See, draining. Yeah, I just cruise. I just talk shit. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I was I was super lucky to experience see a bunch of countries. Um, What's your favourite country? Um, look, it's probably probably I've got a big soft spot for obviously England, yeah. but besides that, probably Morocco. Yeah, nice. Morocco is cool. Like, got to go to the Sahara, ride a camel in the desert, um, camp there for a few nights, and. The culture there is sick. Everyone's super lovely, um, super accepting, and they've got nothing. Really? Yeah. Like a lot of humble. them have, yeah, mm-hmm. humble and just like obviously you got to watch some streets that you turn down. Yeah. You don't want to get, never get led, like led by the kids down some alleyway. <laughs> Me and my um, ex-partner nearly got taken down an alleyway by kids because we are trying to find our way out. It's like a maze yeah. um, where we were, Marrakesh. Oh, yeah, yeah. And... Um, it's yeah, it's just crazy. It's just a big eye opener, and yeah. every country off every con- country is like a personality. They all offer yeah. something different, but it's familiar. It's a person. Yeah, um, you can learn. Yeah, so much. You learn heaps. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and a year in after a year in, I was um, this is like kind of what leads us to the the start of travel fit. Yeah. I was, I went to a gym and I. I always laugh at this gym name. It's just called Muscle Hut. And I was a little dude in this gym full of big, roided-up guys. They were the nicest people you'll ever meet. Yeah. Um, and I was walking through streets where, like, you know, someone got shiv there the other day or, like... Is this you know, back in England? This is in yeah, yeah, England yeah. and Leightonstone and, like, people were just getting, like, sh- like you know, stabbed. Um, <laughs> or, like, drug deals were happening. But it was a super cool area. Like, it was hipster but also, mm-hmm. like, has that, that other component to it. Mm-hmm. Um, not regenerated... Or redeveloped, I guess you'd say. Gentrified. Yeah, that's the one. That's the word. Um, <laughs> and anyway, I was walking home one day and I kind of had this realisation. I was like, fuck, I don't really want to go back to Orange and feel, you know, like go do the same things, feel the same way and go from living this life to mm. seclusion and you hopelessness. Like tail behind your leg, yeah. between your legs. Yeah, 100%. And Denny, I'm walking home and... And I was like, all right, well, what could I create that would, you know, create the life that I've always wanted to create or help other people would be based off the things that changed my life? And it was like instantly, it was like lightning. And I can't, I say this every time. It's like, it was just a, like that. Mm. And I was like, travel fit. Does and that I, word come yeah, into your yeah. head? Wow. And I had all these goosebumps all over my body. And I was like, I have no idea what this is going to be. Maybe it's going to be like fresh food on the go at festivals. Maybe it's going to be workouts on the go. Maybe it's going to be, I won't say that one because that's what I'm doing okay. now behind the scenes. Um, but like so many different things. And it wasn't actually really until like, you know, I, I came back to Australia after that realisation, like uh, a year later of like travelling more and living life more. Um when I moved to the Sunshine Coast and I just had this travel fit in my head. I was like, I have no idea what it's going to do. So, you know, I um, started my business on the coast just PTing mm. and I was doing a lot of hours. I, it was really cool. Like built the business up to 100K, which is really cool. But, you know, at what cost? Like I got really sick mm. and um, I just started working 
ridiculous hours and had like a bit of a mini stroke. I mm. uh, lost half feeling in half my body. And then Shit. that was one of the best things that ever happened to me. I love this. <laughs> I love this yeah. running theme of yours when something bad happens. It's great. It's the best because the, the best things happen from challenges <laughs> and failure and whatever you want to call it. But anyway, this happened. And at first I was a little, I was like, fuck, I can't keep doing this. Can't keep, mm. you know, working. Cause I was training 12, 12 clients a day. And that's 12 hours. Um, so I was just going every day. Saturday and Sunday, I'd just do admin catch-up. Mm. And that was my life. Um, I moved back to to the Sunshine Coast after with my ex, with my partner at the time. Mm. And then we broke up. And in between that, um, I was homeless for a bit. Like I crashed with a friend for a few weeks because she kicked me out. She found out she cheated on me. Um, Which was a good thing. Great, great thing. <laughs> I I wasn't happy in the relationship. Yeah. Really good experiences from the relationship though. Yeah. Um, everything's a learning curve, and you can say Mister Positivity or blah blah blah. That's but good. you know, it's refreshing. If you get you get stuck in the victim mentality, you're always going to yeah. stay there. Yeah. Um, so yeah, th- and that led me to like burning out at work, where I had this little mini stroke, lost half feeling in my body, and from that I just had that realization. And I was like, you know, what? I really need to look after myself. And I was like, wouldn't it be cool if I did health and fitness retreats and showcased events and experiences that changed people's lives just from their first experience forever? Mm. Say that again. If I showcased... If I showcased um, uh, some of my events and experiences, how powerful people can change their lives from one experience can be, they can change their life forever. So just something like that. And and then I was just like, all right, cool, I'm going to run retreats. And it's going to be focused on mind, body and soul, all the things that I've worked on and all the, the things that have helped me after I did my, like got my shit together. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, all oh, these things are so powerful, but no one does them. Mm-hmm. And everyone talks about balance, but people still just don't get what balance is. There's no such thing as balance. There's only auditing and, and altering how you show up every day. Mm-hmm. Um I'm just, I'm not a big believer in balance because I think balance is something that's showcased that people should chase and it's something that people doesn't have an identification of what it actually is because everyone showcases you need to be like this guru like or this life coach or this person or blah, 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 blah. People follow that. I've done it. I've tried it and it just creates more toxic positivity mm. and never really creates mm. a, a personal standard for yourself that you actually want to follow which means that you're always chasing something and never really living in the present moment. Yeah. So. That's true, eh? Um, that's where I kind of was like, all right, cool. And then started the journey to create um, uh, retreats and experiences, which took me two and a half years. That's right. um, so I started a podcast, did some podcast episodes, did some clothing, um, started posting some stuff on so- social media. Um Tried to host an event in Byron Bay, failed. Tried again, COVID happened. Uh, tried again, got uh, messed over by social media influencer. Tried again, COVID happened again. So that brought me two and a half years in yeah. where I was like, you know what, fuck it. I'm just doing a day experience. No week experience, no making it harder than it needs to be. Did a day experience here on the Sunshine Coast in the hinterland. Everything that I ever thought of or pictured in my head was there. Like, we had a cliff to jump off. We had a creek that flowed through this private property. And, like, it was ridiculous, this glass house Mm -hmm. surrounded by, like, bamboo forests and forestry. And uh, it was – it's crazy. Like, I can't even – 
and we were doing things like ice baths, breath work, meditation, um, workouts, fresh food, mm. connection. And the, the message on the day is I'm not here to save you. I'm not here to tell you what you need to do. I'm just here to help you understand these are fundamental things that can change your life, whether you take it or leave it, and something might pop up on the day, it might not. But if you enjoy the day and you're fully present, you turn your phone off, this will change your life. Mm. And that's all it's ever been is just a moment to be present. Because in presence, that's when ideas come about and that's when people start to reflect on their life. Mm. And we do other activities there, but I'm, I, they're just private activities that I don't share. Yeah. Um, but there's other things that like allow people to kind of reflect too. No, that sounds pretty amazing. I don't have to get out. <laughs> so what do you, do you just... If, if someone was like, oh, that sounds good, mm. how does that, what does that look like? You're taking, so you, you wanted to do the weekly ones, but you did yep. the daily ones. So you're taking, is it like a Balinese tour? You're rocking up in the bus? So how, how it kind of works at the moment. So I'm actually in a, a re, relaunch. So I've stopped all my weekly events. Um, oh, you are doing weekly ones? Yeah, so we, we were doing weekly events for a bit there, but I've stopped them for the next six weeks. Because I'm just updating a an, a booking system and I'm creating some new like structure and systems put in place to make it easier for people to book in. Yeah. Um, but every week um, before I stopped them, we had things like yoga, breathwork and meditation on the beach, runners club, hikers club, um, some collaboration events with Pilates studios, um, all different things. And people go home and then come back the next morning, or is, so the week, week the weekly events are an hour here, an hour there, right. like just an activity. Right. And then the retreats, that's a, a different ball game. So we select a date and then we broadcast it out to our audience, people who follow us. Yeah. Here's our date experience. This is when it's happening. This is what's involved. This is where um, we'll meet, blah, blah, blah. Once you buy a ticket, you get the location. Oh, like Exclusive. A ride, it's a, uh, Yeah, it's like a, it's like a bush, bush dwarf, mate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so like, yeah, that's a big value of mine is creating exclusivity and five-star service but you don't get that unless you know you create something that's unique and different um but you know we're about to once we relaunch like there's some cool things that i've had a lot of like meetings with local businesses do these things like rooftop yoga um some meditation breath breath work stuff like in unique experience uh, places um i've got like a few more people who are gonna jump on board and host some events weekly so Mm. Yeah, it's pretty wild, and that's not even like that's not even that's nothing compared to what's happening next year. Yeah, you said you got something big. Yeah, can't talk about. I can talk about it if you want. <laughs> Alright, let's go. <laughs> um, well, next year, like, I have planned to go to LA, mm. so I've made some friends over there, um, and my plan was to do a, some stuff over there. So I'm going to do a pop up event, uh, a few of uh, activity events, day experience, etc. Um, and then I'm also looking towards going to Europe for some other side of the, the trail fit brand, which isn't open to the public. Right. That's, <laughs> that's, that's, all, we get. that's all you get from that. <laughs> <laughs> so, so the travel, travel fit global. Yeah. That's you too. Yep. So it's all you, you're the CEO. I'm it. You're sitting at the top. So what is your plans? What do you want to do with it? Um, so my plan for the, for travel fit is to have, um, 
community around the world that has access to events and experiences wherever they travel. They've got access to people who are like-minded where they can connect and they can meet up and do fun things that allow them to work on their mind, body and soul. Um, listen to the podcast so they always have like an opportunity to learn something new, grow um, and be a part of a, a tribe that gives them the opportunity to, you know, experience something different. Sorry about that. That's so fine. Oh, that's great. I'm like, no, no, no. <laughs> um, yeah, so essentially just having those experiences so they can be like, because the way I grew up was, and how this ties together is, when I was growing up, I didn't have the opportunities to go to experiences like this or, or they weren't around, they weren't a thing. So do you think that comes back to outings with your father? Or like I wouldn't say outings. I'd just say like when I was in tough points in my life, okay. I didn't have the opportunity to be like, where's a tribe of people who don't drink? Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I wanted to create a tribe of people who can do things without drinking, without taking drugs, without being around like negative pessimistic leeches yeah. and, <laughs> and allow people to be around more growth-minded people where it's one, not a coldy thing either because no. there's this spiritual community yeah. um, that's kind of like, oh, you've got to do this, this yeah. and this and then you can hang with us. But then there's the drinking community where it's like you've got to drink beers and I don't care if you meditate, blah, blah, blah. But then there's this community in the middle. It's like I don't give a fuck if you drink or don't drink. Mm. But, like, you know, this is community for everyone. Mm. The more you hang out with our community, our tribe, our open tribe, mm. the more you're going to want to, like, just enjoy life mm. without the pressures of being, you know, eating organic chicken every day. Yeah, no, not too many hoops to jump through. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Just a, a, an accepting community that allows you to experience fun, new things, be present every day and enjoy your life. So how does that look as a business for you? Do, mm. Like if it's across the world, yeah. do they, do you, are you going to like, do you want to f- uh, franchise that sort of thing? No. No, it's just, it is what it is. It's not all about money. No, it's not about money. No. Like if, when you like money is great but you know it's you can have 80 grand a year and live in like an average place you can have more than enough money it's it it's more about you know one personal freedom for sure so having enough money to have personal freedom but having a a business that is essentially connecting more people to new opportunities who work with Travel Fit. So, like, there'll be an app and, like, a social platform where people can do all these things. There'll be, like, people, contractors that, you know, work at these, do host these events. Um, Revenue-wise will come from, like, clothing. Um, At some point, who knows, we might monetize the podcast Sometimes I, I don't really think it's something I'd pursue personally because I kind of like the whole like ad free thing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I just think it's like a give back if you know what I mean. And now we're from our sponsors. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but you know, revenue will come from like a lot of our um, events and experiences, yeah. really realistically, because it'll be a membership. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It sounds good. Sounds good. I want to. Uh, yes, I was looking through <coughs> your photos and I saw a few. There's a few familiar faces in there. Mm-hmm. Um, that old mate that you live with. He's got all the tats. Do you, who do you live with? Oh, are you talking about Lawrence? Yeah. 
And yeah. he used to work at Good Life. Yeah, 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 yeah. So he's he's a really good friend of mine. That Justin Sagers follows you as well. Yeah, so yeah. I sort of see him at the gym. But, um... The life of a payday. Payday's no payday's. Yeah, this, <laughs> this looks good. Like, he's a real... You know, there's, like... You're on mountains, there's nice sunshine, mm. you're all in your active wear. 100%. <laughs> Hugging. And stuff. So I can get down with this, man. You know, like... And I guess, you you know... You, where, where your focus is where you put your energy so mm. if, and my and I guess your algorithms become that way too so as you start looking at different things your algorithms become different so 100%. normally mine's all titties and tattoos <laughs> so yeah. we're going into the self help and, yeah, yeah, yeah. and, um, and fitness now so I'm starting to see a lot of it and it's like oh I know that person I know that person and there's even being at this gym here at Air Locker that's, yeah. it's like a real good feeling good community and then I take that elsewhere like Man, this gym's feeling good. And yeah. my, my Muay Thai club is amazing style yeah. of Muay Thai. It's like, you know, you just feel feel things uplifting community. 100%. Community is the word I'm the looking mo- for. The most powerful thing is, like, community. Yeah. That's why people are lonely, because they don't have one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's what you're creating is a community. Yeah, just, a, just a, a movement of people who want to inspire others. So let's get this... Um, let's get a definitive answer on air. <laughs> On on what airlo? No, on air. I'm yeah. on recording. Yeah. Do you want to sponsor me for my lunch? <laughs> <laughs> I can. T-shirts. I I can give you some t-shirts and stuff for sure. Plane tickets. <laughs> they'll they'll be five posts, one reel, and uh, two stories, mate. So, <laughs> so this is what I when I first saw you, and I'm like, okay, because <clears throat> I've seen oh mate at the gym, I've seen the socks, mm. I've seen the travel people wearing the socks. Um, so let's say. If this was something, if, if, if this conversation grew and you're like, when are you going to be there? Mm. Right? Oh, well, I'm going to go there at this time of year. Oh, well, I'll be on my way there. Someone else I know is want to, wants to come. So would that be something that would happen? You'd be like, oh, well, let's, we're going to Machu Picchu. Yeah. You know, and then one, once we're there. Is it is it like about um, actively, like, having exercises to do in that area? Or just not not really, really uh, exercises per se, but like activities. activities. It's about connecting strangers and travellers to um, who are health conscious right. to have the opportunity to hang around more like-minded people. The tribe, the yeah, that, that's all it is. Just a, a community for people who are, who have the same values and beliefs. And then I guess if you're travelling and you yeah. see the logo, yeah. it's kind of like Fight Club. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like the thing I always embed in 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 people who like wear wear travel fit who have bought something or whatever is I really embed the the mission that's behind travel fit, which is to like leave everywhere you go better than what you yeah. first found it. Yeah, when that's, that's environmental, yeah. that's the people you meet, that's like who you are as a person. So you never leave a place um, per se on bad terms. Yeah. So you're not a you know a fucking like hooligan who's yeah. going around in travel fit smashing yeah. shit. You're going around you're fucking like, all right, cool, let's go for a sunrise hike. Yeah. Oh you you wear you like travel fit. Cool. So do I. Let's yeah. let's uplifting. Yeah. Well you're gonna have people drinking Kool Aid sooner. <laughs> <laughs> Jim Jones over here. Oh my god. Go from wallet to Jim Jones. Here we go. <laughs> concept man I, I i didn't i specifically didn't ask you about it at the gym knowing i want to have you on here because mm. i want to learn about it on air so everyone else can i get it. it's a community a global community where it's kind of like 
There's a there's stone cutters. And it's like what I explain to people, it it, he's back. <laughs> They're like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's um, it's a brand more than anything. It's yeah. just like it's a, a brand, a tribe, a movement, a community. Yeah. Because like, a lot of the time, people ask that question. They're like, "What is it?" And I'm like, yeah. "It's a brand that just offers events and experiences that change your life." Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. It doesn't need to be complicated, but it is a brand that offers a lot of things. You know, like podcasts, clothing, events, experiences. Yeah. Um, collaboration events, corporate events, mm-hmm. um, soon to be a magazine. Ooh. Like that's Does that, that need to be beeped out? Huh? Yeah, that'd probably have to be beeped out. <laughs> no. <laughs> but that's like, you know, that there's so many different things. Yeah. And it, it's the thing why I put everything into this is a lot of the time people have and it's fine, they have all right, clothing. They have working out. They have health. They have this. No one really tries to connect all the things to create a long life change with all all aspects. And that's what I believe in is like if you want to change your life, you're going to have to look at the whole circle of life. Mm -hmm. And you're going to have to fill out the things that you're shit at, you're good at, and start to slowly build your circle. Mm. So it won't be overly structured. There's there's a fucking lot of structure, eh? No, but 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 to, to be... Like, I mean, I guess if you're a member, you're mm. paying, but, like, you know, it's not like you've got to attend, you've got to be here on this day. It's like you just, you're just yeah. in a movement. Yeah, 100%. Like a positive yeah. It's movement. not a cult. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a cult. We don't, we, we don't meet at 3 a.m. At, out the front of the church burning goats. <laughs> we, we meet at the beach at 6 breathing. <laughs> How did you learn about the breathwork stuff? Because I'm, I'm interested in learning a bit about that. Um, so breathwork, it de- defines like, because there's, there's, so m- there's so many different types of breathwork. It really de- depends on like what, what people know about breathwork. Like the breathwork that we do, so we do like um, a, a fair few different styles on the retreats we'll do say like a holotropic breath mm-hmm. and holotropic breathing is like a whole nother world it's crazy holotropic. yeah and that's where you have like hallucination you can have hallucinations out-of-body experiences um and life-changing um experiences at times is that fast what's over quite fast breathing yeah so it's like essentially it's you'll breathe in through your mouth it's oral conscious connection breath mostly or you can change it sometimes depending on the person and health conditions um wouldn't recommend anyone do this without a practitioner because it's not safe to do alone um but essentially yeah you just breathe into your your diaphragm you feel your belly like balloon into your chest and then you breathe out and it goes in and out and you try and create this circular motion so for example it'd be like (sighs) you do that for 45 minutes a proper holotropic session well we do it we do it on the beach for like 15 as an energizer, that burn you out. Like, that make you tired. Uh, it can be hard if you're first doing it, but a proper holotropic session goes to three and a half hours, Fuck. which is crazy. And like, there's a lot of studies, case studies on holotropic breathing being more beneficial than um, uh, psychological. Um, what is it? Psychology sessions. Yeah. Well, crazy. It's oxygen. Mm. Everything's, everything's oxygen. There's two things. Like, you know, you look at it the spiritual way, you look at it the scientific way. And there's the scientific way, which is you're just transferring oxygen and carbon dioxide in and out of the body, mm-hmm. which is creating a sensation in the body. Um, uh, 
the spiritual, oh, well, and you're like, essentially they talk about like turning off your like um, analytical brain. Mm -hmm. So the emotional regulator, um, which allows you to actually express your emotions. Right. So do you become quite emotional during that breathing session? Not not everyone does. Some people do, some people don't. There's no right or wrong really. Um, Have I cried during like breath work? 100%. Like the longest breath work I've done is like an hour and a bit and that was pretty full on and I had... (laughs) <laughs> a pretty wild experience where like I was just like in this this forest like with a, a son and a daughter and a dog and a partner behind me um, and an, it was the exact same forest that I did my retreat at Jesus. which is crazy and then I've had different things like um, I've experienced like seeing like a, a golden soldier and like I've had like different hallucinations where it's been like I don't know like I've had answers come to me and it's just wild. Like, it's one of the, again, one of those things you have to experience. Um, Do you take hallucinogens? No, no. no. Drug-free. Haven't done ayahuasca? Haven't done ayahuasca. Haven't done uh, mushrooms. Um, uh, the power to hallucinate yeah. there. Yeah. It's sitting there. Well, DMT is, you know, obviously from bark. Um, haven't done it. Clarify that. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it's something that's actually in our body as well. It's in all, yeah. it's in mushrooms. It's in yeah, all it's different really organ, organisms in the world. Yeah. Would you try it? What's that? DMT. I don't know. To be honest, I never really feel the need to. Yeah. Because I know for me personally, I'm like, well, I can just do breath work and I can experience different things. Mm. Maybe at some point I'll try ayahuasca. Mm. Like, but I'll do it the proper way. What's the proper way? <laughs> not, not, in the, not in someone's backyard in <laughs> Australia. <laughs> like, go, go to South America. That's um, the good ones. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's the good ones in Australia. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm contemplating. I found one that's uh, a listener actually yep. sent it to me. It's uh, 12 days in Peru. Yep. Uh, four days on, three days, one, one day off, three days on, one day off, four days on. But the lead up to it, like this, so there's no coffee, no yep. sex, no masturbation, no meat. Mm. There's a lot of abstinence leading up to it. And then you, you're in and then you've got to, come down as well so mm. I'm like that's really committing the whole holiday there'll be no fucking walking it, there'll be, yeah. <laughs> there'll the, be no much of there'll be no mindfulness no. <laughs> but, but but it'll change your life yeah 100% like open your third eye right up it's know? it's I've chatted to a few friends who have done it yeah. and they're against wild yeah. <laughs> I'm doing it in yeah. December oh you are yeah. doing it yeah wild <laughs> yeah they were just saying it's just like so super life altering for them like yeah. they just um First, they kind of purged the first time, yeah. and then after that, then they went to like a, more of a state of bliss and like yeah. questions. And <laughs> some people said they saw like their own death and yeah. just some wild things. Yeah. Say, so. <laughs> <laughs> no more talking. <laughs> yeah, I've heard. It. I had yeah. a guest on here who's a big advocate for it. Yeah, and um, because it, again, there's a little community builds, and if I think if you're out there looking for it and mm. you're saying that word. Yeah, you know, people are gonna prick up. Why did you say ayahuasca? So it's yeah, one I, of those I'm things excited. too. Like sometimes it's like it'll just call for you too. Like because mm, I've been right. I've been invited for like to like three ceremonies already. Yeah, I just it just hasn't really that's been the time. They all, just, they all say they're like um, I was meant to go back in July. Excuse me, and I went down to Canberra for a leadership conference instead. Excuse me, and um. The guy said, no, it wasn't meant to happen. 
Yeah. It's not meant to happen. It's not meant to happen. You, just, mm. you don't force this type of shit. Hundred percent. And then the next one, if if that works, and then boom, it just happened. They're like, yeah, you're in. And I'm yeah. like, oh fuck. And then other people tell me these stories. I'm like, I don't want to fucking <laughs> know about that. Don't tell me your fucking mm. vision. You know, like everyone's different. Yeah. I had that written down here that you have an element of well-being throughout your training. But what I want to know is. So how did you develop that? You know how when you were at the gym, I think that's a really good thing, even though we, we don't get a long time to go into it. But my mm. first session there, I thought the mindfulness at the end was quite nice and mm. uh, different for a gym to, to bring that element in because, you know, that can scare people away. 100%. You know, that people think, oh, it's a hippie gym. You know, they're, they're on their back. They're, they're breathing. Whoa, yeah. Wow. Wow, you're, you're doing the thing you do every day. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> So, again, did you – do you have any formal training? Yeah. Apart from where you've got a diploma in PT. Oh, I've got a, a bunch of different things. Rattle so, off, mate. Rattle um, off. Not some Joe Blow we're talking yeah. to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, that's kind of something I really focus on. So, obviously, I've got, like, my cert for three and four in fitness, strength conditioning coach, advanced diploma in sports nutrition, cognitive, cognitive behavioral therapist wow. coach, uh, sports performance breathing coach, um, I've done like over 15 different mobility and um, strength conditioning qualifications in my time. Um, lots of testing things like th- I've got like a whole resume, but they're the main ones. Obviously, like different things like deploy- advanced diplomas and stuff, different mm-hmm. things in business as well. Yeah, right. So it sounds like you're set up to I, succeed. I, I didn't want to be like because the value of mine is not being another person who puts the, the title of life coach on their life and then mm. tells someone how they live their life without any formal qualifications. Mm. Um, I don't believe that you need a formal qualification no. if you have experience and yeah, as well. But yeah. I do believe that it is always handy to be like, all right, cool, well, I've put the effort in to learn about, you know, emotional regulation. I've put the effort in to learn about how nutrition affects the body. I've put the effort in to learn about, like, how you can rehab or strengthen or Mm -hmm. shift um, your body in a certain way. And um, I've done, like, meditation courses that allowed me to learn how to regulate my tone ability so I can help people shift their brainwave state in a meditation. Like, there's so many different things. And it's, it's like all right, cool, have I filled my circle with the things that are important to b- provide the best mm. service? Yes, cool. I feel confident enough now to actually now do that. Yeah, I'm a, you know I'm going to latch on to you. <laughs> <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> but I, I've been trying yeah. to get into the meditation and I'm, and someone said something to me the other day. I said, I don't know if I'm doing it properly. They said, what are you doing? And I told them. What do you identify they, as meditation? That's though. what they said. They yeah. said you're doing it. They go, if you're making an effort to do it, yeah. you're doing it. And I'm like, okay. And I, just that whole fucking slowing your mind down. My mind ticks, man. Yeah. Like my mind races. And then I found myself the other day, I was sitting there in the sauna again. <clears throat> and I'm like, what was I thinking about? And yeah. I was like, I wasn't. Yeah. You weren't thinking about anything. And I'm like, oh, fuck, <laughs> I've got it. <laughs> I've done it. <laughs> It's, I don't know, like for me, I've always been similar. And it's like I found that walking meditation for me was – because meditation, defining what meditation is for you, if you think meditation sitting down like listening to the trees and stuff like that, that's fine. That's not what I do. I walk and I just – I'm present. Yeah. 
and that's it. I'm mindful. All right, what's some sounds that I hear? Oh, cool, this car going past. Sick. Yeah. All right, cool. What's in my thoughts? All right, let's brain dump it and then empty the mind. Yeah, that's that's yeah. what I want to know. Yeah, is to empty it. I, I would have to say, someone asked me uh, not long ago, why, where are you happy? What's mm. your what's your happy place? And you know, I think, oh, playing with my son, this and the other, doing all this, and I'm like, it's driving in the car yeah. by myself, listening to hip hop music. Yeah, that's where I'm happy, and I've done it. I've, I've thought about, it. I've done it as a kid. I just get in my car and just fucking go. Yeah, and just listen to music, and I'm in my own place. But I'm thinking, I'm, I go there to to um, sort of unwind, but I'm not. I'm analysing things and I'm, mm. I'm I'm working things out. So that emptying the mind, yeah, that is something I'd like to get to. So. And it's different for everyone. Hey, like I'm, I really believe in like mainstream meditation in the sense of, unless you're a monk, you don't really need to sit down and try and empty your mind. Mm. I think if you just journal and then go for a walk, mm. cool. <laughs> that's 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 a great start. So journal your thoughts. Oh, just brain dump. Yeah. What's pissing me off this week? Yeah. <laughs> All right, cool. All right, what's my ideas? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Where do I want to be? Yeah. What's the biggest stresses that I'm holding on to? Yeah. And just asking it. Brain dumping is just asking yourself questions and being the person in your life that looks after you, mm. because everyone's the person that is you know alone. But you need to be the person that's gonna you know you need to be your own carer. Because if you're not your own carer, how are you going to take care of yourself? Yeah. I find if I journal, or even if I make a list of what I'm going to do tomorrow, mm. I have so much better sleep. 100%. You know, it's just gone. and Because I'll be going to sleep like, what am I do tomorrow? All right, I've got to make sure I have a photo with Chris before yeah. the photo. <laughs> yeah. and, and then I'm up setting an alarm. So yeah. there's five minutes of my, my going to sleep time. Mm. I'm like rolling over, setting an alarm. I'm thinking I'm going to get a photo with Chris. I'm Am I going to get up? Am I going to do this? Am I going to do that? Am I going to have coffee in the morning? Fucking boom, I'm yeah. off. Hundred percent. So it, that's, that's, it's 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 normal though. Like you know, it, because like when you've got something on, you've got to be on the ball. Mm. And I don't know, like I never really project that you need to be a certain way or this or that or whatever. It's like literally just taking the sense of like sometimes just being nothing, mm. <laughs> just just cruising, mm. knowing who you are, where you want to go, and what you want to be. Yeah, <laughs> but it's easy. Do you want to be a good? Do you want to do things for people, or do you want to be a dick? Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's that's my that's my latest thing is you know um, giving back. Mm. I've always been kind. You know, I've always done the the cliche things like see an see an oldie and help them out. Or, you know, yep. be kind. I'm, I'm a kind person. I pick up litter and stuff like that. The other day, I offered. Like, <laughs> I offered a woman, I said, can I pay it forward and buy you coffee? Yeah. To an old lady. And uh, she goes, oh, darling, that's lovely, but there's 18 of us and we're out on a walk. <laughs> <laughs> that's so great. And I wish I was cashed up. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah, 100%. That's okay. <laughs> the good deeds are so good. Like, I don't know if I told you, I did an event years ago, and this was the period before I moved to London. Mm. And I um, host an event that had 30,000 people involved online. Uh, and it was just a simple act of like, I'm going to create a Facebook event and do good deeds and get more people to do good, more good deeds. Yeah. Um, that's where I learnt the power of your tribe. Yeah. And um, yeah, we got 30,000 people around the world, all over the world doing good deeds. And Crazy. What, through a group? Or yeah. You? Everyone posted their videos, their stories, what they did. And was that a private Facebook page? No, it was an event, yeah. but it was like 2005. 15, 14, one of the two. 
15, I think. Um, but it's as a prime example of like, a lot, I got like heaps of backlash from it. People being like, why are you doing this? Like people should know. It's like, well, you ever forget where you put your keys? I fucking forget all the time. I forget what I did yesterday. You know, like, so wouldn't it, wouldn't you say it's easy to forget how to be kind sometimes yeah. if you're in a bad mood? What if you actively are building your muscle in the gym? It's by repetition. What if you're not repeatedly doing good things? Mm. So let's make an event. Let's inspire people who see you do that, mm. that then lead by example, that then change a generation versus being someone who's like, well, people should already know how to do it, but what if no one's teaching? What if what is the the example? I didn't. I learned how to be kind because my mum was kind. Mm. What if someone didn't have a parent mm. that was kind and they got abused and beaten and mm. they're so soulless and there's nothing to them and then someone did something good to that one person and that one person's like it's changed their life. They're like, no one's ever done anything nice to me, yeah. and they're like, I, I, what is this? Like it's crazy. Like it just blows my mind. Well, there's those moments. Isn't yeah, it? Like yeah. Hundred mm, you know, percent. Every action leads to a new reaction. Mm. Mm. Deep, isn't it? We fucking <laughs> we took it there. Took it. Um, how are we looking for time? All right, we better get you out of here. Um, I don't know how important your time is. Now. Yeah, of course. No. Now, now I know what I mean to you. Um, what motivates you? Um. Probably the opportunity to help people yeah. change their their perspective in life. So, like, the opportunity to know that, like, like your your action is far more important than you realise. So, for instance, I guess it'd be if I smile at someone and they smile back and that was the worst day, yeah, the worst day of their life, what if I save their life? Yeah. The motivation between knowing that yeah, every huge. action matters. Yeah, that's huge. Mm. So, yeah, I learned a valuable lesson once. <clears throat> Again, hungry young man going through a lot of back pain when I was younger, and a woman cut me off on a car park, and uh, I was out the window, fuck it, fuck yeah, yeah fuck you. And um, she got out. What's your problem? I said, I've oh, fucking pulling in there. Oh, I've, I've got to me, 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 me. I got to yeah. sort back. I'm in pain. I'm in pain. And she just broke down. Yeah, she's like, I'm so. I'm sorry, but fuck you, she said. She goes, my husband just died, yada, 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 and fuck you, I'm calling my son, he's in a bike club, and you're fucked. Yeah, right. And I'm like, wow, wow, this neg- my negativity just pushed onto her, mm. and I and I had a moment, and I, like I said, I've been a kind person my whole life, but I'm yeah. in pain, so everyone else should be in pain too, right? Yeah. And I thought, I said, you know what? I said, call him, call him. I said, but I'm sorry. I'm genuinely sorry. I'm sorry about your husband. And I sat down yeah. with this woman. The person I was with was in getting food. Yeah, yeah. You know, didn't even know this was going down. And by the time this person came out that, that was waiting with me, uh, I was sitting there with my arm around her. Mm. And we were having a deep conversation. She was telling me about how her husband died. Mm. And the son arrived. Yeah. Right? So by the time the son arrived, he's got out. Fucking. Yeah. And the woman said, nah. Yeah. This is okay. Yeah, this, this this situation is settled, but that again that uh, if if we all wore signs, have you heard of that one? If we all wore signs, mm. so if I had a label on that says, um, you know, 
I've just lost a child. Yeah. Or you, yours might say, I've got anxiety. Yeah. Or the other person out there might say, I'm having a great fucking life. Yeah. You know, then we would we would be kinder to you. Mm. No, you've got anxiety. Oh, he's just lost a child. We'll be kind to him. But we don't have these signs, so we should act as if we have these signs. Just a mutual respect for everyone at yeah. all times. Again, with, like, with that woman... If I had a known, if she had a sign on that yeah, she lost her husband, I wouldn't have done that. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. From that day, that was a real valuable lesson for me. Mm. And uh, again, that would have been scary as fuck. Though. It was, yeah. it was, but I, I, I wasn't going to leave. But mm. I sat there, yeah. I said, "Well, you, know, you do what you have to do. I'm, yeah. I'm in trouble here. I've yeah. put myself in this situation and diffused it, not because the yeah, yeah. sun was coming, but out of genuine. Care. You just took responsibility. Yeah. yeah, and then a couple other things that I learned a lot in youth work. I used to work for an Aboriginal organisation and. This one young girl was having a uh, big meltdown. She was having escalation. And I was like, it's okay. It's okay. Mm. She goes, it's not fucking okay. She goes, and how the fuck do you know? I said, it's all right. It's all right. It's okay. She goes, you're not young. You're not black. Mm. And you're not a female. So mm. fuck off. Yeah. Right? And get away from me. We had a real good relationship. Yeah. And I stopped and went, well, they're her signs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a young black female. Yeah. You know, and I'm like, I'm so sorry. Know, I don't know what it's like, mm. and can you please t- tell me tell me what's going on now? And yeah, I'll never say. So now I never say it's okay because it's mm. condescending. Yeah, it's okay. You'll be right. That's, yeah, that's as good as hard enough. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. You know, be a man. Don't cry. Don't yeah, yeah, it's okay. Um, I'll ask if you are okay, mm. but they're, they're those lessons, of, you know, that I go by with. Mm. It's that question, like, what's actually happening right now? Yeah. How are you actually feeling? And instead of like, oh, how are you? Yeah, yeah good. Are you though? Yeah. Like, what's wrong? <laughs> yeah. And it, it's crazy. Like, imagine if every person was like, because a lot of people, people aren't silly. They see when people are upset, yeah. but they just, they, they get the, the validation that someone said, yeah, I'm okay. So they leave it. What if you, you said to someone, you're like, you're not okay. Like, not even, you're not okay, but like, you know, like, what's act like what's actually happening like yeah. how are you actually feeling mm. in like a compassionate way instead of like you know being like oh, okay she said she's fine so let's move on yeah. and it's so easy it's fucking easy to be like oh she said she's okay let's move on i've got shit to do today I, I tried. yeah yeah 100 100 percent. but you know like it's something I really try and be mindful of because, like, that builds up in someone else. They're going to just project that at some point at someone else. Yeah. So if you defuse the bomb before the bomb goes off, you've just saved, a, you know, saved a life. Yeah. Someone getting copping abuse and that is a gener- uh, a consistent snowball effect as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a woman at my son's school the other day and she was on the phone and she was, like, had her hands, her head in her hands and she was crying. And she's still on the phone. I said, you're all right. Mm. You know, just mouth the words. And she's like, yeah. And then there's not much I could do. The, the bell rang. There's fucking yeah. kids everywhere. And I'm all way out. She stopped me. Yeah. And she said, thank you. Yeah. And she goes, thank you. She goes, that was enough. Yeah, 100%. You know, that that's someone. Act of kindness. And I guess people are scared too mm. to get into that conversation. Are you all right? No, I'm not. What's, yeah. what's going on? Well, I want to fucking. Yeah. I guess uh, it's having that, said. you know, like. That the the whole like skill set to you know handle those things can be hard, mm. but if you can just understand that you don't need to say anything, yeah, just you just have to listen. be there. Yeah. You just listen. You're like, yeah. cool. Like, all right, yeah. I'm here. I'm listening. Yeah. Uh, I I don't think I'll ever be able to understand how you're feeling right now, yeah. but I'm here. Yeah. And then that's so much more than being like, 
well, what if we fix this I've and that? Yeah, well, I've done this. Uh, you're probably familiar with it. The suicide assist, mm. the suicide first aid. Yeah. The last thing you should say is, yeah. Well, what about think about your family? Think about your horrible. Kids. Think about your kids. Oh, more oh. fucking pressure. Yeah, yeah, hundred yeah. <laughs> percent. So it's just be there. You know, look, I'm not going mm. anywhere. I'm going to stay here. It's the same as. The same as if you start giving CPR, mm. you got to stay there. And if I just you give mental health first aid. You yeah. I don't think people understand with like people who are suicidal as well as like, you know, they they don't want to kill themselves. No, nah, of course. Their not. body's their home, and they're just unhappy with their home because they're unhappy with themselves. Yeah. yeah. You know, like if you have that understanding for people, then you can be like, all right, fuck, like, mm. well, instead of me trying to fix or I'll tell you what, what's what you should think about be like well why don't we just give you the full control and be like hey like you know if this is something you want to do like i'll you know i understand but you know just sit with it i thought you were gonna say i support i support you no yeah yeah just sit with it and just like but you know just like take this time with me right now and let you just express you just talk you just let it out because as soon as they let everything out they feel lighter and then they yeah. have the realisation that it's not what they want. Yeah, it's a burden. Mm. And look, if anyone's listening and feeling this way, obviously I'm going to put some shit in the show notes, some phone numbers and that. But some advice I heard through a lot of through a lot of stuff when it comes to suicide, give it 24 hours. Mm. You know, if anyone out there is feeling bad, hit me up in mm. my DMs. I am totally there for you. This got really deep. But you wait that 24 hours, man. Wait that 24... Never make mm. a short-term solution on a, you know... Never make a long-term solution on a short-term problem. 100%. You know, it, it, it's crazy. Like, even when you're in a bad mood too, just, like, figure out what it is that you like doing that you know de-escalates you. Yeah. I fucking love walking. walking. So if I'm stressed, I'll, I'm not even joking. Like, if I'm stressed out of my mind, I'll fucking walk 12Ks. <laughs> I'm not <Christ>. joking. Like, <laughs> like, like... It's like after a breaker, it's like, what are you doing, Chris? Just walking, man. Like, just walking through, walking through it. Because to me, like, walking is just like taking actions, taking steps. You're moving yeah, forward. Yeah, there's that metaphor, mm. metaphorical side yeah. to it, isn't there? And you're, you're processing as you're moving. Crazy. And getting fit. Mm. This is where the physique comes, or the breakups. <laughs> are you seeing someone at the moment? No, no. Ladies, he's available. Oh, good luck. You I don't have time. You wait till you see the picture I use for the promo. Oh, wee. Oh, wee. All right, it's fuck, man. We covered a bit there. I'm going to give the last question that everyone gets. Um, yep. Top five rappers that are alive. Nah, I'm only oh, fuck. No, nah, no, it's not. It's not. <laughs> um, and then we'll plug your social media and, and the business and where people can find you okay so here's this is going to be a good answer from you okay okay so if you could write yourself a piece of advice on a small little piece of paper like this fold it up put it in a fortune cookie and send it back in time to yourself mm. what would the advice be and why someone asked me this the other day actually it's really it's a good question eh? not the fortune cookie as well not the fortune oh. cookie no, something similar um, but um, it'd probably be I would say Imagine that you're walking up a, a, a set of stairs and it's fucking hard. It's heavy. You feel exhausted. But imagine that with every step you look back and you see how far you've come. And every step you go up, the view becomes more beautiful. You appreciate, appreciate it more. You become more grateful. 
and just realizing that it never really mattered what people said or who people thought you were. It only ever mattered what you did for yourself right now. Mm. And that would be it. That's it. Mm. Can you condense that into a sentence? Ah, <laughs> nah, nah, you don't have to. No, you know what? I will. I will for you. <laughs> Anything that you do right now? No. Wait, I've got it. I'd, I'd probably say these. This, these two things, I'll try and modify it. Only matters, it doesn't matter what anyone says or who they think you are, it only matters what you do for yourself today. Love that would be the closest. <laughs> yeah, that will fit. Yeah. That will fit. I love it. One day someone's going to flip it and ask me that I can just fucking feel it coming. And <laughs> it's changed over time. Mm-hmm. My, that first, when I first started asking it, I don't even know where I got it from, but I've asked it on every episode to every guest. Yeah. It's, I don't know where it came from. I guess it's another way of saying what advice would you give yourself when you go yeah. But um, mine's changed from simply, you know, st- stay in school, don't, mm. don't do drugs. It's, an, it, yeah. it's fucking, it's a lot deeper. It's now. getting bigger. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Like, yeah, I'll need more than a fortune. <laughs> I'll need the whole fucking bag. All right, how do we find you, mate? Um, you can find me on at www.travelcop. Travel cop. Travel cop. Travel cop. Travelfitglobal.com. Instagram is travelfittribe or travelfitglobal. Um, and then cheeky plug for the podcast is the In Progress podcast by Travelfit on yeah. Spotify and Apple. I'll put them all in the show notes down below, guys. All right, we're out of here. That's almost two hours that's pretty standard alright um, thanks for coming on brother gangster thank you so much okay. appreciate it no <laughs> I'll speak to you soon woo yeah.